Hello and welcome to the Veteran Gamers show number 30. God, I, I, I had no idea we had an audience. I, I thought yeah, we do. You didn't know that? Well, oh yeah. No. Oh, that's that massive crowd over there. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you just yeah, mentioned them and they go crazy. Yeah. Uh, Thirty is the sum of the first four squares. Huh. So there you go. Um, should, yep. shouldn't, shouldn't we get a big cake or something? You know, with like a silver three and O sticking out the top of it or something. They like that idea. Am I in an American sitcom? <laughs> what is that? Am I in a sitcom? <laughs> am I in, am I in uh, Saved by the Bell? Oh, God. <clears throat> Duke, yeah. you, you need to go back to school. You've got way too much time on your hands. i got too much time on my hands. Oh what my about God. you playing games with poo and the stick of poo and all that? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it was that. Duke, Some yeah. woman burping in the audience. I don't um, know. Keep it down, lady. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, with us tonight, and you've heard him playing lots of silly sound bites for some reason, is Duke. Soon I discovered that this rock thing was true. Jerry Lee Lewis was the devil. Jesus was an architect previous to his career as a prophet. All of a sudden, I found myself in love with the world. So there was only one thing that I could do. was ding-a-ding-dang, my dang-a-long-ling-long. Is that Kevin Uh, Bacon? Oh, God. No, not Christian Slater. No, it's Christian Slater. No? No. I thought I had it then. Jenny? No, sorry. It's uh, Gibby Hayes from the ministry song, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. Yeah, oh, that, oh, I was just going to say that. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, I've actually heard the song, Jesus Built My Hot Rod. It's a good song. Yeah. There you go. Thank God Who else do we have here? Yeah. Anyway, I think we've got Chini as well somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. I don't have, like, an intro. Anything. Sure you do. You have that sound file you sent to me. Kelly. Language is that English brilliant. <laughs> right, well, thanks Tom. Anyway. Uh, yeah, mm. I'd like to start off tonight. Right. I received my new copy of Total Film magazine today. Oh, that, doesn't have, that doesn't have anything to do with games. Yeah, listen, no. listen, 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 right. Films so, and right. games are different. Yeah. We yeah. talked about this yeah. last week. We like listen, art listen, form. Yeah. Art, you really compare art, them. Different. You compare them, they fall apart. We like and uh, what, what? All right, you, you know what? We sh- we interrupt Stu a lot, so we should try to not interrupt him so much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah. so was, I was. However, at the same time. So so I was flicking through it, and I thought, oh, what films are coming out? Let's have a look. What's getting good ratings? Yeah, huh. what's this? The Human Centipede first yes. season. Yes, yes. Anyone... Yeah, have you yeah. heard of this? Yeah, I know what this is. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, this is uh, a horror film made by yeah. two British people. Yeah, um, and basically, it's about a guy, like a weird guy, who kidnaps German people, German guy uh, 
obviously, and he turns he wants to turn him into a human centipede. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the 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 way he does it is uh you know, what the they're all on fours and <laughs> like he kind of stitches the mouth of one to the bottom of the other. And really? like, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, that's it. And there's three of them and apparently, according to the director, that is actually possible. There are people well, that are looking into it. Well, when you read it, he actually went to see a surgeon, okay? Mm. And he said to the surgeon, look, I'm making this film about a human centipede. Mm. And basically in the film, the uh, the characters are going to be stitched their mouths to the anus of the other character. In I wonder the what the doctor did at this point. Did he well, listen, no. He said, he this conversation <laughs> is over. No, listen, listen. Yes. Listen. Yes. And this I'm conversation just, should yes. be over here. Oh, what? Listen, listen, People, listen. The poor person who's tuned in. <laughs> I hear this podcast is great. Oh my God, what is this? I don't want to hear about this. No, listen, right. And apparently, right, the doctor at first was like, yeah, I'm not talking to you, sort of thing. Good. But then when he got him on side, he explained the best way to do it was to take two flaps of skin from inside the anus and mm-hmm. stitch them Stop. to yeah, the feet. Stop. Stop. No. No. You know what you should do, Stu? You should go to a school and tell kids as they walk out. <laughs> but he's been given, right, four out of five stars. Apparently he's... My home. No, it's, it's apparently getting really good ratings. Apparently, okay. it's, all right. yeah. okay. I'm sure RoboGation got good ratings too. It doesn't mean it's a good movie. <laughs> I'm only telling you how it is. How it yeah. is. Four oh. stars. Four stars. Uh, I ain't seeing no centipede movie. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> games. Moving on. <laughs> no, let's... they are making a game version. It's going to be a connect version. <laughs> <laughs> You've got I thought bend. at first it was some movie version of the old classic video game centipede because that was a great game. <laughs> no. And then they're going to be a hundred of us stitched together. It's going to be millipede. Well, he's he's doing a sequel with twelve people stitched together. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so games. Anyway, anyone, anyone been playing any games? Games. Anybody? Games playing? Anyone? Yeah, I've been Dude. playing games. I've been playing Modern Warfare Two. Uh. What is that? Is that some kind of indie game? I haven't heard yeah. Conrion talk about it. It is. He's he's scared to touch it, man. It's too controversial. Yeah, never never heard of it. I should yeah. say, actually, I should mention, shouldn't I, that at the uh, when we normally have quiz, I don't know, gaming room one hundred and one year that yeah. was those sorts yeah, of things. That last kind of part of the show. Yeah, uh, this week's going to be an interview. We've we've done an interview this week. Yay! Yeah. Uh, with uh, No Mix Studios, uh, with a the developer called Aranda Morrison. Uh, and he made the game square off, which we reviewed last related week. Related to Neil Morrison. Not that no, I'm No, Jim Morrison. Break on through to the other side. Yeah. Anyway, so that that's going to be on at the end of the show. So, uh, yeah. So he's, probably not, he's probably not listening to this, is he? If he's heard the first part Did you play of the him show. that Perth song? Uh, what? To the, to the RTH. Oh, yeah. He unfortunately that heard that. Played? Yes, he, he did mention that. He unfortunately heard it. Yeah, that was an awesome was, song. He said he was very upset that you played that. You know, Why? and I can't blame he him. Like Funkola? It's, a good, blame it's him. a good group. Can yeah. we talk about games? I'm yeah, games. Really? But this oh, is so boring. To... My arm has fallen asleep. Armor. Armor. Arm. So, apart from that stupid Modern Warfare Two, you've been playing. Yeah, I've been playing a new game. It's called Redesign the whole freaking website all day and all night. Yeah, you've done a good job. I've got to say, it's very nice. I like it. Well, I'm not happy with this small minor detail. Can you change it all again? No, no, <laughs> no. There's a small minor detail that I really like. 
<laughs> as, as I knew you would. Oh, yes, he's... I can the... see Stu sitting there with his mouse on the bottom part of it. I'm doing it, just it, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. It's really tactile. Yeah. I like it. Very if you go to the veterangamers.co.uk, it's brilliant. So people hang out there. It's great. Um, there's in the bottom right. There's like this big sphere of words that he goes round. It used to be a list of tags. Yeah. Now it's swirly. Ah, oh, it's brilliant. I just could do that all day. It is very cool. I have to say, I it's like so it. Especially because his name comes by occasionally. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. yeah, but sometimes it's attached to getting too excited, which isn't. <laughs> which actually serves to illustrate the moment itself. So yeah, you are getting too excited about the thing, where the word "getting too excited" comes. It's by. art, man. It's art. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Can a WordPress widget plugin be art? Yeah. yeah, it's art, man. Um, All right, so anyway, I've been playing nothing else, really. Talking, I was just going to say, talking of art, talking about, we should mention Surface Lizard, shouldn't we? we should give him a, a quick mention. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Surface Lizard, unbeknownst to us, is a, is a freelance writer, and he's, he's very kindly offered to do articles for the site. So his first mm-hmm. one is up there at the uh, veterangamers.co.uk. You should get yourself over there and have a look. I meant to ask you before. He's not expecting we're going to pay him, is he? No, I don't want him to be yeah. like, oh, by the way, when am I going to get my check? No, I checked with him, and all he wants is uh, two jam donuts and a bag of quavers. Screw so, that. Oh, what do I made those jam donuts? What? Yeah. 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 That's really? what he <laughs> Two jam wow. donuts, bag of quavers. And he said, if, if at all possible, a bag of pork scratchings to go on the side. So, no, yeah. no. Forget that, it. That's all he wanted. <laughs> Maybe after he's written 100 articles for us. <laughs> but yes, no, he's not expecting any money. Not that I'm aware of. So he's, uh, right. he's, all, yeah. out, he's, he's all out to look if he is. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. It's going to be like Facebook and Twitter. We're going to have like 700 million users and then we'll put the ads in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we've got to do. That's what we've yeah. got to do. Um, yeah, so there you go. So it's cool. Yeah. Welcome, welcome. It's good. It's cool. Uh, anyway, game. So you've not played anything apart from Modern Warfare 2. Is that what you're saying? Really not. I mean, I played a little more Metro 2033, and I will say that the moment. I'm sorry, spoilers here. Uh, you get captured by the Nazis at one point, and you're about to be executed, and then the Che Guevara brigade comes in and rescues you. But in the game, you don't know anything about them. They're just these random yahoos who come in and save you. But in the book, it's a really exciting scene. And I remember when I was reading that scene in the book, I'm like, this is going to be an awesome moment in the game. And it's okay. It's the part where you're on the little trolley and you're shooting at people as you drive around. Yeah. Uh, but it could have been so much more exciting. I felt like it was a real letdown. But you've got to remember, it's a game. It's a game. It doesn't matter. That moment was made for a game. That was like one of the most awesome moments in the book. And it should have been one of the most awesome moments in the game. And instead, it was just okay. Did I, did I tell you about this film I've come across called The Human Centipede? Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> you ask me about games I'm playing. I'm telling you about games I'm playing. <laughs> so, yeah, that and Modern Warfare 2. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. What a great standby. I got my tactical knife for my Magnum. Uh, super stabby. Brilliant. Brilliant. Modern Warfare 2 <laughs> so stabby exciting. knife. Eggs. Yes. Moving on, who's next? Yeah, excellent. I think we better go to Chinny, seeing as you've yeah. not really played anything. Yeah. Chinny, what have you been playing? Anything exciting? I played Modern Warfare 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I, played, uh, I played a bit of Spec Ops on it for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but I, I have been playing Alpha Protocol. I did talk about it last week. Um, Are you feeling better, said, by the way? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was ill and dying last week as well. Um, I feel a bit better. I went to the hospital twice, but that's a different story. All right. Uh, so Alpha Protocol. Yeah, really. Brilliant story. 
Uh, Alpha Protocol, right? Oh, last week I was saying how like it, it, it's a shame because it's not very good, but there are some kind of good things where you can make lots of choices, and you know those choices hopefully will reflect like certain things that happen in the game. Yeah. Um, now I, I didn't play it for very long when I talked about it, so now I've played it a lot more. And this game would be really good if there wasn't any other games in the world, right? Because <laughs> it's shit. Um, this game is not very good at all. Uh, the, the choices that you make pretty much don't make much difference later on. Um, you, you kind of you, you get certain perks, I guess, but the perks, the perk system in the game is so. Uh, you know, it, it's unwieldy. It doesn't really do anything. It's so like boring, and it doesn't really, it doesn't really feel like a perk at all. It doesn't like feel like a, an advantage. There's not much point to it. You know, like you get extra endurance or you get an extra mission and stuff, and they're just just a bit boring. So the choices you make are, are dull. The the spy you play as is like. He doesn't really really feel like a real person because one minute he's being jokey and suave, the next minute he's being all serious, and it doesn't really feel like it feels like a lying game. Like you just lie your way through the whole game, uh, and it's just bad. It's just really bad. I, I had a boss fight today, and it was awful. Like just truly awful. And you have to fight this boss, and he's like this this new young mobster, and they're all saying how the new young mobsters don't have respect. You know, a little bit like you know how the like the mafia works, like you know, like the new mafia, like oh they don't have respect for the older ones and stuff. Like this mobster, this Russian mobster is like oh he's so young and and brass and he doesn't have no respect for his elders and stuff. And then you go to where he's hanging out and he's he's hanging out in an eighties bar. Right? I'm like, why is he hanging out in an eighties bar if he's like this young? Rebel. Because he loves good music. Yeah, 80s what? bars are cool. What's the matter with you? It's just so weird, though. It's just so bizarre. Like, why is he hanging in an 80s bar? 80s um, bars are cool. 80s bars are cool, you know. You think so, but yeah. you're not a young Russian mob, obsessed you. Well, you do. You know what you're saying? I'm old, and that's, that's why I yes. can't. Yeah. You're definitely older than me. You could have at least picked something decent from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, that is okay. decent. Don't, what are you talking about? No, it's don't terrible. Encourage, don't encourage <laughs> So anyway, you, you do this, and then you shoot him, right? And you, you keep shooting him, you're shooting him, you're shooting him. And the shooting mechanics are just awful. And then, then like, for some reason, he takes some cocaine, and he just runs at you with a knife. And it's just this bizarre, like, I'm, I'm, it's like a Benny Hill sketch where we're just running after each other. And that it's just, it's, oh, it's god-awful. It's so bad. Um, I, I really think that it should be burnt. And I'm worried about Fallout New Vegas now. I'm, it's just, uh, I'm sorry, I just don't want Chini, to Chini, why sell down on games? Come on, tell us why. No, no, I don't know. Why, why sell down? No, 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 Alpha Protocol, I understand, but don't don't talk about New Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Why so down? I'm worried about New Vegas, though. Because I understand is... you being worried, but they had a structure, and they just copied the structure from Fallout 3. They don't know to worry yeah, about. Yeah, true, true. Uh, and, oh, it's just, it's just bad. I mean, but Saboteur I... the other week, 
you know, know. how's the protocol this week? What's the matter with you? I know. What's tell you know, tell, you know, what's, Stu, you tell know it. what's funny yeah. as well? You know what's funny about this game? Is you know how you, you can, you get money in the game, right? And if you, like, if you do missions, you get money and you can buy weapons. The, all the all the weapons, doesn't matter. I've tried to upgrade my assault rifle as much as I can and it still feels awful. Like, it still just feels terrible. Um... Because I thought maybe the mechanics are bad because I'm a low-level guy. And I've been trying to level up the assault rifle and my stealth. Terrible. Just awful. Uh, so I, I, was, I was doing that. And the money, you come across money in the, in the missions, right? So there's like a duffel bag. And you pick up this duffel bag in the middle of this warehouse, right? And it's got $8,000 in it. Why is well, I found that leaving... in a warehouse just the other day. Why yeah, is somebody yeah. leaving eight thousand dollars and five thousand dollars in duffel bags around this warehouse? I wouldn't have to be a spy in this game. All, right? <laughs> All I'd have to do is just pick up these bags and just go screw the job. I'm not doing anything. I'm just picking up these. Ridiculous. The game's just just so bad. And I I, I really wanted to do, wanted it to be good. And I just playing it every every hour. I'm just down and down on it. By the end of it, I'm probably going to break the disc. I'll just... So, have you played anything you like this week? Might be a better question. Uh, uh, Borderlands. I've played Borderlands. Uh, I've, I finished the, the Zombie Ned DLC. All right. And the ending to that's very funny. Isn't I it quite... great? Yeah, the, the, yeah. I, I thought it was very funny and clever. Um, yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, 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 very... They did some. Have any of the other DLC? No, no. I, they, yeah. they did some with the achievement like at the end, which I found yeah. very funny. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, "Oh no, not that!" And then they they redeem themselves. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I like that. I'm, I'm probably going to get the Armory Knox DLC because I heard the other ones pretty poor. Yeah. So I'll get the Armory Knox one. But I, I like yeah, I like, I like Borderlands. I haven't been playing much else because, in fear of. Dying, so that usually stops <laughs> playing games. Uh, so yeah, that that's it. Terrible Alpha Protocol, which I will finish because I'm very anal about finishing games. I'm sorry. If um, you finish the saboteur, you have to finish Alpha Protocol. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just a shame. The, the one thing I like about it is like the missions are structured because um, they're quite short. And you, you I, I, I like that, and you can go to different places and have different hideouts. Um, but the rest of the game is, is pretty garbage. There you go. Well, I've I've had quite an interesting week, really. Um, really? Yeah. Have you been really. playing Singularity? I have, yeah. Because right, okay. So we recorded on we recorded okay. on Wednesday last week uh, due to Duke being on the holiday and stuff. So we recorded a couple of. So I only had one night to edit the podcast, and luckily my wife was away. Um, so I did that first thing. But by the time I'd done that on Thursday, it was probably getting on for half past eight at night. Um, so I played Singularity for a bit on Thursday. That was good. And I've got past the, the train bit, which is cool. Uh, big boss fight is cool. Um, did all oh, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's good, isn't it? I like yeah, that it's good. yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. That's fun. So I did all that. And... I remember food games. I remember playing a good game. That was great. Yeah, oh. so I did. I did all of that. And then Friday night, I had to go to bed early because I was in work early Saturday for a barbecue uh, that we had at work for the staff. So I did that. So I didn't really play anything on Friday. And then Saturday night, relatives came around until late on. So again, I didn't play anything on Saturday night. 
I know. And Sunday night, I fell asleep on the sofa, so I played nothing Sunday either. Um, so, yeah. Uh, interestingly, <laughs> I have played uh, Lego Harry Potter with my daughter. Right. Yeah, played some more of that. It was cool. We're, we're getting to the end of the second story, book, film, whichever way you want to look at it. And it's good. It's really good. The puzzles are good. There's uh, fun stuff to do. There's lots of nods to the game. There's a bit. Have you? Have either of you two? Neither of you two have seen the second film, have you? No, no, nope. no. Now there's a there's a in the in the film and the book. There's a bit where they're all hidden in Hagrid's cabin under the invisibility cloak, uh, while right. he's getting carted off to, you know, the prison to Azkaban and all this sort of stuff. Well, mm-hmm. in in the Lego version, the under the cloak drinking cups of tea. Um, <laughs> that's very funny yeah whilst he's being carted off which was which was quite amusing so i like all that stuff they've, they've done some really yeah. cool so they certainly things. make it enjoyable for people who have read or seen the movies yeah definitely because obviously that's a really serious part of the book you know where he's being yeah. away but, a lot a lot of the, the, yeah. the franchises they they take on are very serious except for i suppose indiana jones is probably the, the least serious they've they've chosen but but, you know, Star Wars and stuff, it takes themselves very seriously. So it's quite nice when a game comes along and just has fun. But not nasty fun, not poking fun at it. It's just kind of harmless fun. Yeah, it's just funny, but it's good. It's really good. We had a lot of fun, played that for ages. And then we've, we've no indie pick this week because of the interview. We didn't do an indie pick. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of, uh, of an indie game um, called Aphelion. Uh, called Aphelion. And I came across it at XBL Ratings. You should go there. It's quite a cool site for indie games and Xbox Live Arcade games. And it's basically a sort of old-school turn-based RPG. <gasps> really? Yeah. And I was like, hmm. huh. I don't I don't normally like these sort of things. So I thought, huh, I'll give it a will. Now, apparently it's been compared quite a bit to Fantasy Star Universe and stuff like that. And early early Final Fantasy games. And, and yeah. it's, it's quite fun. And I, and I just sort of went and bought it for some weird, stupid reason. But it, I, I understand it. That's a good thing for me. I actually understand how the turn-based stuff works. And How much is it? 240 points. But I've played, 240 points? What am I, made out of points? But I've played it for about, uh, about an hour and a half. And I've, I feel like I've done hardly anything. Um, but it is very... It gets a little bit repetitive because you're fighting the same things over and over. But they do get steadily difficult as you make your way through the level, and it's got quite a cool little story. Uh, there's no voice acting or really any... There is cutscenes, but they're all sort of typed. So there's no sort of noise. But, but you know, I can live with that for the for the amount of points. Uh, and it's actually quite good fun. I think you'd like it, Duke. I think it will be your sort of thing. I will seek it out and play it by the next time we do a podcast. Yeah, have a go, because it's... it's... I will have a go. Ooh, three out of three on sex! What? <laughs> It says on the ratings, violence, two out of three, sex, three out of three, mature content, three out of three. I haven't seen any of that stuff, I have to say, but it's quite... Well, guess what? You're about to. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but it's quite cool, and uh, it's, it's weird, though, because, you know, like, with a normal uh, Japanese RPG, there's always, like, something on the road, even though it splits into about three things when you fight it. Oh, yeah. But, well, there's none of that. You don't actually see any enemies on the screen until... It just suddenly starts into a fight? Yes, pretty much. Well, that's what happened in Final Fantasy VII. Well, there you go, then. Apparently, I, I was telling somebody else, and they went, oh, that's what Final Fantasy VII did. You don't actually see anything. They just attack you. That's right. Uh, but it's cool. I like the way once you get... You, you only start off as one, and then you have to find your party throughout the level, so you pick the people up who 
who obviously make up your party as you go along, and and then you get sort of you know once you as you start to level up your character, you get one attack, then you get two attacks, and uh-huh. and all that sort of stuff. And, it's, and there's loads of different weapons, tons of loot to pick up and find, you know, different armor, tons of uh-huh. objects. It's it's quite cool. It's uh-huh. quite cool. I, I definitely think you'd like this. So I was like, uh-huh. So how can you like this and not Final Fantasy VII? I've never played Final Fantasy VII, so I'd have well, no I'll idea. Well, talk smack about it. <laughs> i never talk smack about I it. I know, I'm just kidding. 13? Yes. 7? Well, yeah. <laughs> I think this harkens back to a more simpler time of, you know, turn-based RPGs yes. when, you didn't, when it wasn't so complex to play one. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's easy to understand. And, you, see, you know, you get... Uh, each one has a special ability, which is quite cool, but you need energy to do that, and you can buy energy, and it's cool. I really like it. I was like, yeah, it's quite engrossing. So, yeah, I, I recommend everyone, uh, you know, who's into turn-based RPGs, just give this a little whirl, even if you don't buy it. Just give it a whirl. And it's... A-P-H-E-L-I-O-N. That is it. I was just about to uh, spell it out, but it's... Well, I just did it. You don't have yeah. to. It was episode one, apparently, but uh, like I say, yeah. I'm about uh, two hours in nearly already, so I'm assuming there's quite a bit of gameplay to go. Cause well, the I'm last time you it. sold me on an episode one game, it was really cool. So Yeah, but this is only, um, you do the first bit, and then you go back to the space station, and now I'm just about to start what I, I assume is the main story. So I've already done two hours, and I've only just started the main story bit. So it's cool. So there you go. So that's what I've been... See, that gives me hope for RPGs on the console now maybe indie games is the way they're gonna go yeah no i would imagine this is and it's a it's a weird sort of isometric sort of view but not it's it's sort of you're looking at it but everything's at an angle oh you three quarters view yeah 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 but it's sometimes a little bit hard to get your head around the perspective but it's not it's not too tricky but yeah quite i really quite liked it so there you go sweet i know I know, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? Um, but yeah, like you two guys, I think it's. I think a lot of it's just a time of year, isn't it? I think we're getting to that time of year where yep. start yeah, start the back catalogue, people. I know All those games that you want to finish. To play them now because uh, August we got a couple of games in August, and then it's going to be crazy. Well, not really, but you know there will be games. No, crazier. Yeah, it's not a great year. I don't think the rest of the year is going to be fantastic. But, but don't forget, tenth of August. 10th of August, we've got the Mafia 2 demo arriving. Brilliant. Yeah, so you can get excited about that. Yeah. Um, I did want to mention, just before we go to a break, because it, you know we're already sort of you know at the end of what we've been up to, because we've not been up to too much this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I did want to mention is, uh, I was talking to Quamrin the other night about Limbo, and I, I just happened to say, um, yeah, someone will have made that already in Little Big Planet. Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. And were you right? I was absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> someone's, someone's made it in Little Big Planet, and uh, it Not looks the whole game. No, no. it looks the, the way it looks is is yeah. pretty much bang on. One of one of them is almost identical. I've got to say, but very short. It only gets to the first the past the first bit of the bird traps. Um, and the other one doesn't look quite so cool, but it's got better puzzly bits going on. There's a bit where the whole screen turns around while you're in here, a little bit like the end puzzles of the game. Um, so it's cool. It's really cool. So, yeah, I went on and I had a play of them. So I've been on there and, and checked them out. There, there's a lot on there, I have to say. There's a lot of Limbo levels already appeared on there. Um, but out of all the ones that I checked out, there was probably only those two that I've put up on the side that were, were really interesting and really quite well done. 
Um, but yeah, it doesn't matter what character you have either. Your, your character ends up black, whatever it is, as soon as you go into the into the level. Um, so yeah, it's really, really well done. I have put them up on the site if anyone wants to go and have a look. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, definitely worth checking out. They're, uh, it, it amazes me, and I've, I've got to say, you know, when I think what Little Big Planet Two might bring, you know, this is this really is only a, the sort of the tip of the iceberg. I think. Yeah. It's, it's some, it, you forget about Little Big Planet sometimes, but when you go on there and you're just shocked about how, how much new stuff there is, there's always new stuff going on. doesn't matter what time you put it in, always new levels, always crazy ideas. It's, uh, it's going to be good. I, I, I don't know about Little Big Planet 2. I, I, might, I might get it. Yeah, I probably will get it. Yeah. yeah. You see, I wasn't... You know, I'd sort of almost... That's this year, right? That's yeah, that's this year. I'd almost sort of forgotten about it until I went on tonight to sort of just have a look at these, you know, limbo levels. And I was yeah. like, huh, they're really cool. I keep forgetting how cool this game is when people know what they're doing with it. Yeah. You know, when you get those people who know how and, you know, how to put all the little bits together so it all works. Mm-hmm. It was really quite cool. So I was like, yeah, I really, really like that. So, yeah. So if you've got Little Big Planet and you've only got a PS3, because I know Surface Lizard only has a PS3, uh, and I'm assuming maybe a few other listeners do, um, if you you know you can't get Limbo, you've no 360, go and check it out on Little Big Planet. It's not quite uh, as is he just a PS3 owner then, Nick? Yes, he is. He is. Yeah, only got mm-hmm. a PS3. Well, that's okay. He'd have to add me. He might have already added me. I don't know. I don't really check my PlayStation very much. You've, you've probably got about 10 friend requests waiting. Uh, I usually has a DVD player a lot. That's about it. I never... I'm with you, dude. I'm the same way. Yeah. I, really I think there's only me who actually plays on mine quite a bit. Anyway, um, anyway. yeah, I think we should uh, yeah, take break. a break after that uh, huge what we've been up to. Yeah. We haven't been doing yeah, much. Really of... I'm worn out. I need a break. Yeah. Oh, there was something I was meaning to tell you guys. Have you seen about this film called The Human Centipede? Off we go. <laughs> Here we go. First track. What's it? What is the music? I don't know. Which one are you playing first? Is it? Is it? Thanks, uh... DJ. Oh, thank you. Yeah, by Jose the Bronx Meekin. And it's, uh, yeah, it's called Thank You, DJ. And it's from the DJ level of Street Fighter. So there you go. Yeah, I want everybody up for this one. Merry Melodies Bronx Riqueño Toro se levanta Here comes the DJ Wake 
Muévalo, gírelo, empújelo, respíralo, golpéelo, espálelo, sacudáralo. Muévalo, gírelo, empújelo, respíralo, golpéelo, espálelo, sacudáralo. Cualquier persona in the seat, pull them out of it. The floor needs more crowds. Alta voces al lado. Get up or get down or get crunk or get tipsy. When DJ rolls, watch the party get ripsy. Intente seguir, hands are faster than lightning. But not as fast as his piernas in the fight ring. Mad techniques on the techniques and on the streets. Fuerza in his feet and fuerza in his beats. Yo, hold up. Somebody wrong. Ah, cuidado, somebody wanna test the dreads Viene DJ, ready to rip fools to shreds La izquierda, la derecha, the roundhouse, the flurry Trouble mega sangriento, laid out in a hurry Ain't nobody trying to disrupt the groove Get him out of here, punks got ejected Back to the party atmosphere Celebraciones en el discoteca DJ dice, salta, hombres y muñecas DJ Vamos DJ Muévalo, gírelo, empújelo, respíralo Golpéelo, espálelo, sacudáralo. Muévalo, gírelo, empújelo, estíralo. Golpéelo, espálelo, sacudáralo. So there you go. Hey, hey, you go. hey, hey, hey. That's good. I liked it. Going loco. So uh, did you get your hips moving? Were you sort of wiggling in your chair? I was, I was bopping, I must say, yes. Yeah, it's good, that. Had a good beat, no doubt. Yeah, we like that. We like that. Okay. Um, yeah, to start the second part of the show, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read an email. Oh, no. I know. Here we, oh, here we go. No, uh, why? No, uh, why? Uh, it better not be about that stupid centipede. Bloody hell. Whoa, I don't know what. I, I'm just, I'm just yeah. trying to bring the podcast up a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing to do, it's nothing to do with centipedes. You, you'll Thank be, God. Yeah, you'll be pleased to know. Um, is it anything to do with games? Because it is to do with games. That's good. I feel like we haven't really talked about games. I know. It's very <laughs> odd, isn't it? Um, but yes, uh, last week, on last week's show, we read out some emails, and one of them was from uh, someone called Alan Tang. Yes. Alan Tang who asked at the end of his email, could we add him to our friends list, or was it possible? Did you now, two add him? Uh, yes, I've added him. Did you do? Heck no, I don't add people. Oh, wait, yeah. I don't know, maybe. I don't know, did I? All right, I'll just call you a bastard. <laughs> yeah, just call me a bastard. bastard. Uh, anyway, so anyway, so anyway. Uh, so we read out his email, and then Chinny sent him a friend, re- uh, yeah, friend's request, whilst 
uh, yeah, whilst we were recording. And then, yeah, uh, so I'll read his email. So this was his response to Chinny's uh-huh. comments. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Uh, Dear veteran gamers, this is a reply to Chinny's comments on my video gaming history after adding me to his friends list. One night, whilst I was lying in bed, not being able to sleep, I decided to listen to the Veteran Gamers podcast. Oh, this will be a nice way for me to help relax. You suck! What's wrong with you? Ah! <laughs> After listening for an hour or so, I finally hear my email being read. I felt special. I felt special after that. But then, after the break, I hear Chinny disgracing my video gaming history. Mm-hmm. I felt very ashamed. Mm-hmm. To respond... <laughs> To respond, I say that I am only 15 years old, and I'm in high school now, so don't have much time to play video games. You big meanie, have you seen what you've done? <laughs> yeah, to, oh. be, to be fair, when I was 15, that was when I played the most video games. Oh. You big meanie, picking on a 15-year-old boy. What are you... <laughs> Awful. Have you seen the kids of today? Awful. They're huge. <laughs> Look, none of them are as big as you. You're going to be bigger than most kids, so you're too big to pick on other kids. Oh, yeah. right, pick on someone your own age. Yeah, pick on someone your own size. That's my job to pick on yeah. 15-year-olds. Yeah, <laughs> pick on a giant or something. <laughs> la, 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 la. What did he say? So then he goes on to say, uh, when I do get time to play games, I would rather play with friends and mess around on Xbox Live. I just have more fun playing with real people online. I do want to finish the campaigns of games like Red Dead Redemption, but they are too long, and my friends constantly nag me to play with them. Multiplayer is what I like. And I don't know why it said I didn't finish Halo 3 or Battlefield Bad Company. I did. I finished the entire campaign. Okay, ODST campaign was really boring to me. It was like a worse version of Halo 3. But... Fallout. Yeah. Fallout 3 was a decent game, but I'm just not an RPG type of games where you can customize everything. There are just too many things in it. I get bored easy. I couldn't beat the last level of Halo Wars, and I borrowed it from a friend anyways. <laughs> Left 4 Dead and Gears of War were games I played. I love it how he's going through every game. I know. These are the reasons why I didn't okay. finish this game. Uh, Left 4 Dead and Gears of War were games I played at a friend's sleepover when I recovered my gamertag. Uh-huh. Dash of Destruction. I don't even know what happened there. I didn't like it. <laughs> I, did. I did finish. There's back- a question mark on the end of that. So I, I didn't know. like it. Yeah, I I did finish Bad Company 2 and Modern Warfare 2 campaign, and I don't know why he says I didn't. That is BS. Anyway, I know, yeah, yeah, for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, I may not have gotten all the achievements because I don't really go out of my way to get them. I just get them along the way. Yes, that's the way people should get them. There you go, there you go. Also, I think Red Dead's campaign is a little tedious and boring. Always riding around... Going to this mission and that mission. (laughs) (laughs) Most that are kind of boring. Am I doing a good impression of a bored teenager? I'm trying my best. Here we go. Here we go. Go to this mission and that mission. This mission and that mission. It's like so boring. My God, what's the point? Jeez. (sighs) Maybe I will get back into it, but I've currently lent that game to a friend of mine and he went to Korea. So yeah, I don't know when I'll ever, ever get it back. <laughs> ever seen that game again? Yeah, really. It's being sold on the streets of Bangkok right now. They don't play oh, wait, that Korea, game. Never Korea. Mind. Sold. No. Starcraft 2 I don't know what Asian geography. Starcraft 2 just came out. Korea. Uh, yeah, that's true. They're, they're a little bit busy. 
Yeah. Everyone in Korea is yep. playing there. Pretty much, yeah. They're all <laughs> drinking gallons of Red Bull and just like... Well, I'll thank Tangy yeah. Tango Juice not to put Modern Warfare 2 as garbage in his motto line. What's that about? Yeah, he's, he's not wrong, though, is he? Um, Ugh. So, anyway... Haters. All our haters. Yeah. I also heard you guys aren't very excited for Halo Reach. I am very sad that you aren't as pumped for it as I am. Have you not seen the new trailers for Forge World Vidoc or the campaign trailer? Here, I will link them to you now. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. No, I didn't. no, 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 no. Leave him. Leave <laughs> him. The campaign trailer looks very good. It does. Yes. It does look okay. It does. Yes, look the good. trailer looks great. I'm Forge, not going to get Forge it. Forge is, care is, less. The Forge thing is is okay wherever, but the uh, campaign yeah, it does look good. Oh well, yeah, I, I, I'm still not that excited. <laughs> what was that? that? What was that noise? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. I find it really hard to get excited. How do you write that in a review? Shoot. I don't. <laughs> what do you think of What do you think of Halo Reach? <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I recommend all of you to watch the videos. Done. I might not have explained myself very well in this email because it's summer and I'm not currently learning anything now from school. Yeah, and my right. And my brain activity is yep. quite low at the moment. Yeah. Duke knows exactly how that feels. He's like that all the time when he's not at school. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Autopilot now. Yeah. Yep. Please, please forgive me. Um, anyway, if you, have, if you have any more questions or, or mean things to say, uh, please email me back with specific questions. So, so if you want to say any more mean things to him, you can email him with some more mean stuff. I'll list. Uh, Chinny, you are my hero. And I'm sorry for disappointing everyone on my favourite podcast. I will try to work harder in playing the campaigns to the fullest and being an achievement whore. Thanks, Alan Tang. Yes, that is my real name. You can look me up on Facebook to see what I look like. I live in Washington State. So there you go. First of all, you I'm know, not, okay, look, here's the thing. I'm, I'm not asking him to be an achievement whore, right? But I do think he should finish Red Dead Redemption. Well, yeah, well, he says boring, finished. boring missions. One yeah, month. but you have to go from this mission to that mission. That's every game, Alan, I'm afraid. You have to do... Right. In, yeah. in all fairness to him, right, I was speaking to Lewis at work today, one of, the, one of the lads at work, and he's sort of about 19, 18, 19, and he thinks Red Dead's boring as well. Yeah. So maybe it's well, an it might be one of those games that appeals to older players more than it yeah. does younger players. That's okay. I mean, you know, some games just don't appeal to some people. I yeah. don't care for Halo. He doesn't care for Red Dead Redemption. That's fine. Yeah. But here's the thing. He says that he likes playing with his friends and he likes to play multiplayer games because he can hang out with real people. Well, you know, look, Alan, this is a question you're going to have to ask yourself. Which is more important, finding the approval and social interaction with uh, the people that you know and that you care yeah. about and have been yeah. with you for years, yeah. or seeking the approval of three random Yahoo idiot strangers who yeah. yammer in your iPod once a week? I mean, yeah. come on. It's obvious. Yeah, I know what I uh, go with every time. Well, yeah. you want your yeah. friends respect. Yeah, who cares about really? your friends? <laughs> Stupid friends. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's on. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, bless him, Alan. No, yes. you can play. You can play with Modern Warfare. We, you know, we're just giving you a little hard time. Um, but yeah, I'm not asking him to be an achievement whore. It's just achievements are a great way to know if people have finished games. And um, I just kind of found it interesting that you didn't you didn't finish many games, Alan. Maybe that's just a show show of 
your age. I mean, well, shallow you are, Chinny. That's just what is weird. He definitely. Are... I've checked his Halo Three against mine, and yeah, he definitely doesn't say he's finished the last chapter of that. So I don't know what's going on. And that's true about Battlefield yeah. Bad Company One as well. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Um, no, I just think it, I just think that that there was um, there was a survey done about how many people finish games, and a lot not a lot of people do. Well. It sort of brings me on to uh, yeah this this week's topic for the show, uh, which is going to be and 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 it sort of led me this because it was it was one particular bit of his email uh, where he says he, he doesn't sort of always finish the games because his friends nag him to to go and play multiplayer games basically, yeah. and yeah what I, what I wanted to sort of you know talk about was was you know our online multiplayer or Xbox Live in particular sort of spoiling single player experiences so. Or single player games, so that's what I wanted to uh, talk about this week. So, uh, Jude, do you want to start us off? What do you think? Do you think? Well, uh... here's the thing. I was going to say this when I I forgot to mention this when I was talking about Modern Warfare 2 in my "What You Been Playing" segment. When I sometimes when I want to play a video game, I want to play something that is very very little that will provide with me with very very little stress. That it's just something I know I can I know how to do. It's kind of like watching The Simpsons for me. I've seen all The Simpsons episodes a hundred times. I can quote many of them from start to finish in their totality, and I can pull out Simpsons quotes anywhere, anytime for the proper occasion. Just boom, put it right in there. So for me, watching a Simpsons episode is not about following a story or keeping track of character or anything like that. It's just fluff. It's just something for me to experience that I've experienced before, and it's relaxing, and it's soothing, and it's familiar. And maybe that's kind of sad, but it's true. It's comforting to me. And I think in a way, Modern Warfare 2 is like that for me as well. Uh, It can be stressful, especially when I have a round where it's like 3 and 15, which I had today. But... Uh, I know the maps, and it's it's. I generally can think about it in terms of this is totally disposable experience. I can just chill out and get some XP and get a new gun and just have some fun with it, and it's not a big deal. And I think you know when I look at a game like Mass Effect 2 or Metro 2033, those games are a lot of fun and they're great games. Yes, but they will require me investing in some time into a story and keeping track of things and making decisions. And I mean, it's not like it's stressful, but it's, it is more of an experience that requires me to sort of, you know, put some mental activity into it. Whereas modern warfare tech, I just totally turn off my brain and just glide. Can I just ask you a question? When you, when you play say Metro or you play red dead, uh, did yes. you used to, did you used to show yourself as offline or did you show yourself as online? No, I show myself as online. I don't really get a lot of requests for people. Hey, come play this. If I'm playing Modern Warfare Two or Battlefield Bad Company Two, then people might invite me or send me you know notes or things. But generally speaking, I don't get people bugging me to play stuff while I'm playing something else. Yeah, I mean that happens to me sometimes. But not sometimes. Not even just sort of. Um... You know, game requests, but just sort of chat requests. You know, or mm. join a party request. I get that quite a lot. Yeah. You know, well, and I, whenever anybody sends me one of those, I always send them a text message that says, "Piss off! I hate you. Yeah. Go away." <laughs> so they don't bother me anymore. Uh, <laughs> but it happens, doesn't it? Because sometimes you don't want to feel like you're being rude either, do you? Although, I don't, so, although I don't. Sometimes I'll just play people sound bites in order to get them to go. Well, don't lie. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i mean what's your angle on this chinny do you do you think there's uh, no. uh, uh, uh yeah it does it, it kind of does distract you a little bit because when i um 
when I switch on my Xbox, I feel like I'm entering a room, right, where all my mates hang out. Um, and, you know, I used to kind of play whatever they were playing. And what like, I look at my friends list, and sometimes my friends list would affect what I'm playing. You know, I would go, oh, look, everyone's playing this game, so I'm going to join them. Um, but that doesn't happen so much anymore, mainly because I don't really have a multiplayer game at the moment that I'm really into. Like, Modern Warfare 2 doesn't cut it for me anymore. Uh, Bad Company 2 has come and gone. Uh, but, like, probably like Alan Tang, I have a lot of mates that play Call of Duty non-stop. Like, they, like, nothing else. Just Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. This is how I met them, right? This is how, this is the only game they play... And occasionally they'll jump into some other multiplayer games, and a couple of the the group do play other games as well. Like I recommended him to play Fallout Three because he didn't even play Fallout Three. And but you know most of them just play Call of Duty. That's it. That's that's all they care about. And and I think that's different because those types of people will send you game invites no matter what game you're playing because they don't get it. They don't. If they see me playing like Blur or Alpha Protocol or whatever. They they probably know of the game, but they don't they don't care like what are you playing a different game for? They don't they don't get that as much as I don't get playing the same game. And it's it's difficult when you've got friends that just just play Call of Duty, and it is um, a laugh when you play with them. And it's more about it's more of the social thing I think than yeah. than actually playing the game. It's more of just like kind of hanging out with your mates because I I have a laugh with my my mates when I'm on there. We joke around, we mess about, and I, I, that kind of I'll play Call of Duty for that reason, just just because I, I kind of forget that I'm playing it. You know, it's just just to have a laugh with some some nice people and stuff. But um, I I've, I won't play Call of Duty on my own, and and I think that's why Alan does that. You know, that's you know he goes to school. They all talk about playing Xbox when they get home. They all get home at the same time, you know, and they they all jump on Xbox or whatever. That that. That doesn't happen as often when you're older, obviously, but uh, I can understand why why that happens. But I definitely, Xbox Live does. I do play a game, and some people send me an invite to something, uh, and and I go, oh, you know, because I don't like to be rude, all right. But I don't. I've got I've gotten better recent recently of saying, go away, kind of in a nice way. I've I've gotten better at. I'm playing this game. I want to play this game. Leave me alone. Um, and even chatting, but me and Greg. Murphy's Law from uh, the Overseas Connection podcast. You know, you might recognise one of the voices on there. He was talking to me about how people like chat to him. He doesn't like talking to people when he's playing a single player game, not even in private chat. No, I was who just going to come to that because I was just going to yeah. say I've I've fallen into that trap. Yeah, and you, I, I, and you get to a cutscene or like a really important part of the story, and then you're like going, "Can you can you just be quiet? I'm just I, I don't like doing that because yeah. especially when you talk to someone who talks a lot, Stu yeah. and. Yeah. Uh, when Stu's talking to you and you're trying to play the game, right? I stop listening to Stu, right? I was just like, whatever he's talking about, and I'm just watching the game, right? And then Stu's like, "Did you hear that shit?" I'm like, "What? I don't know what you're talking about." <laughs> you know, so there's, there is that thing where you don't. I mean, it doesn't really matter who you're talking to, right? I mean, my my best mate, we sometimes go into private chat and we never talk for about an hour because we're playing our game games, and th- there is a point to that as well. I was like, well. I don't really want to private chat with anyone. I'm playing a single player game, so it does affect. It, it definitely does affect your your gaming experience, and I think you have to be disciplined, pretty much. Like if you if you want to talk to somebody um, in a pro, in, in a party chat, 
And how miserable is it in a party chat when everybody, look, there's six people in a party, right? Five of them are playing one game yeah. and one of them isn't playing that game, right? How miserable is it to be that odd one out? Because they're all going, oh, get him. Oh, did you see that? And you're like, oh, what happened? And they're just like, oh, whatever. And it's it's like, yeah. Um, to be, to just, be honest with you, you've got to be good at you got to be good at saying no. Just say no to drugs. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, everyone sort of been twittering on the you know the Sony about getting party chat and all this and then cross game chat. And to be honest with you, I'm not. I think if I only had one and and sort of experiencing it on the 360, I don't think I would be that bothered about it. You I know. like I like private chat and party chat. I think that we need them. I think they're good to have because they're very convenient you know they're very yeah even if you just want to quickly chat to somebody they're very nice yeah, and good. good for setting up uh, games it's good for definitely. doing quick yeah, it makes things something. a lot lot easier but you do have to when you switch on your xbox and you get three invites to call of duty you do have to be disciplined sometimes and go look i want to play this game i came on my xbox to play this game go away right and I think that's why Alan struggles because he, he's like maybe he does want to play Red Dead Redemption, maybe he does want to get past like because there are slow bits in Red Dead Redemption, yeah, um, in in Mexico and stuff. He does slow down and stuff, um, and he, he probably does want to get through. He probably does want to finish that. But then you get three of his mates going play Modern Warfare Two. Let's have a laugh. Let's prestige. What's he going to do? It's pretty easy. And, and like Duke said, it's familiar. It's quick. It's easy. You can talk very easily. Play Modern Warfare Two. It's camaraderie. Red Dead Redemption. Like put the TV on when you're tidying up or something. You know, you can just yeah. have it on the background and just, just whatever. Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting. I mean, I mean, I started this conversation um, quite a while ago with with Feng Chui, and uh, he was saying to me he feels that you know multiplayer games in particular have spoiled uh, single player games for him. Um, in so much as he was saying that he just feels. Especially with Modern Warfare 2, where there is a ranking system and there is prestige and all that, he's almost addicted to playing it to keep yeah. up with all his friends. And and as a result, he neglects sort of single-player games and just doesn't play them anymore because he's just playing that all the time. I certainly don't try to keep up with my friends, but I think I'm addicted to Modern Warfare 2. Like, it's something that I feel compelled to do in some ways. Yeah, and, yeah. My, my brother's you know, it's that next bit of XP. It's that next, you know, like, I'm, I'm at level 30. I got, finally got my Stinger Rocket. Okay, what's next? M16 level 40. Okay, let's just move ahead and get to level 40 as soon as we can. You know, just push ahead, push ahead. My, my brother's the same. My brother, um, he's, a, he's a pretty big gamer. He likes, he likes his games and stuff. And I introduced him to, um, like the, the Xbox, pretty much. He, he put off games. He, he had a life, you know, a wife and a couple of kids, weirdo. And he, he hasn't. He's just got back into games. And like, I, I think uh, the Gears of War was like the first one he really got into. But he did like games for the actual game. And I told him about this game, and then he would play it. And recently, because since Modern Warfare Two, he never got into Call of Duty Four. Um, but everybody who I played Call of Duty Four with, we all met down in London, right? And he came with us and he, he felt a bit left out because he didn't really know, he didn't really play the game, but he, he knew all the people and stuff. Anyway, the Modern Warfare 2 comes out and he, he's all over it, right? All over it. And now he, he doesn't play anything else. And he's talking to me saying, oh, Mike, I, I think I'm going to quit games after I get to 10, 10th prestige. And I went, don't quit games, just 
play good games, right? And he's like, oh, this is killing me. I, I don't, I don't want to play it anymore. I went, don't play it then. Stop. And he's like, I'm, I'm too far in. I'm too far in. I'm too far in. Yeah, oh he's, my God. he's seven, he's seven prestige, right? And at that point, Duke, I'm sure you can understand. If you're seven prestige, you might as well get to ten. Of course, you're going to get to ten. Why would you not? Yeah, because he's done. He's done. He's put so much into it. And I've said to him, well, like, how just... many how many hours? You saying why would you not? But how many hours will that take him to do another three? It well, doesn't matter. The question is, how many hours has he already put in, and then what does yeah. what does he have to show for that? Nothing. Well, he'll still have nothing prestige. to show for. No, it. when you get tenth prestige, you get the gold skull. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but it, like, it's, it's, it is it is killing him. It is killing him. He's like, oh, I, I don't want to play any games after this, <laughs> right? And and That's I walked in, I walked in one Sunday, right? Because he comes around my house every Sunday, and I walked in one Sunday. And I walked in, and he was playing Red Dead Redemption, right? And I said to him, what are you playing Red Dead Redemption for? And he went, I don't know. I just can't play Modern Warfare anymore. <laughs> I, I have to play something else for a little bit. And even I, like me, who wants him to play other games, is giving him a hard time for not playing Modern Warfare 2 anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> So that, in, yeah. in a way, that's probably why people play it so much. You're you know, part of the problem. You should have gone in and like ejected the disc. Get back to work! What is <laughs> How dare you! How dare you disown it! Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope my brother doesn't quit games after Modern Warfare 2. He, he definitely says he's not playing Call of Duty again. Um, yeah, but how many... Look, I hear that every year. People going, I'm not uh, getting the next one. I'm not going to play drinking, the next one. I'm not drinking ever again. Yeah. I'm not going to drink uh, no more. Look at Big uh, Bad Daddy. Look at Big Bad Daddy. I'm not buying Modern Warfare 2. I'm I'm not going to buy it. I object to it. I'm not buying it. Within a week of that game coming out, he was playing it. No, I I, I think uh, I don't think my brother is going to do it again. But um, I hope that this Modern Warfare 2 doesn't kill gaming for my brother. Um, because he he really he's like, oh, I don't want to play games anymore after this. And I'm like, because you, you've done it to yourself, man. Um, so it's it's one of those things. It's a shame, isn't it? Uh, but it's it's a serious problem, I think. I and, think it is. It's a serious problem with with all these other multiplayer games coming out because Modern Warfare Two is the beast, right? It it is the the biggest multiplayer console game out there, right? Doesn't matter what platform, PlayStation Three or Three Sixty, Modern Warfare Two is the most popular multiplayer game um, out there, right? And addictive, more addictive than Halo Three. Yeah. So, so it, it it's all these other multiplayer games instantly get this audience that love them, right? Medal of Honor, Black Company Two, um, Call of Duty Black Ops. All these audiences understand them, and in a way, you think, oh, they're going to jump on those, and they're never going to play all these other games that are coming out. It's well, a, that's oh, what I happens. Think I think that's a problem, man. Like, yeah. We need more games. But to... also, it's it's a problem for publishers, isn't it? Because if if people are playing all these multiplayer games, they're not buying any other games. When games yeah. do come, they don't buy them because they're you're just a publisher. Playing... You're a publisher, Stu, right? Yeah. And me and me and Duke are developers. Yeah. Right. I've got this weird kind of concept for a game where a little boy is like like friends with a dragon, right? And it's very weird art style, no dialogue, puzzles, and Duke is making a game. Where it's a military shooter with XP. Which one are you gonna? Yeah. Can I just ask you the, the, the dragon game? The dragon. Yeah. Has he got a multiplayer? No. <laughs> oh well, I'm sorry. It's, it's Duke's then. Exactly. There that's, there that's, that's a problem, right? <laughs> because 
because at the same time, I mean, it's good that people are playing games because I think Call of Duty reaches people that I think it, it kind of breaks the the term casual gamer because I don't think casual gamer is a very good term for people that play like Wii games and stuff because people who play Call of Duty at the same time are hardcore, but at the same time are quite casual gamers because they don't play anything else. But they're hardcore in the fact that they all they play is Call of Duty. But at least people are playing games. That's a good thing for in a way. The problem is, like I just said, they're only playing Call of Duty. Right? You see, they're there is it's, it's almost like it's almost like a two pronged thing, isn't it? Because as we as we know, Modern Warfare 2's campaign, as although some people liked it, was very short. So, you know, the majority of the development time and money has been spent on the multiplayer, which is the biggest part of that game, isn't it? Yeah, it's the legs. Yeah, that's yeah the legs. it's the legs. So, the, the, so there'll be less, and I, I would say each time one of these games comes around, there'll be less and less time spent on the single-player campaign because it, it isn't the reason people buy Call of Duty games anymore. No. You know, people I, I, aren't I, buying them for that. A lot of people don't, a lot of people don't play... The single-player game. No, 70%. Uh, 70%. So why should they bother spending any money on well, it? Well, is that they don't play it, they don't finish it. They don't play it. 70% of people oh, yeah. don't even play it. Wow, mm. that's silly. But the, well, it isn't silly. Although though. I haven't I mean, I haven't played the Battlefield Bad Company 2 single-player yet. So. Yeah, but... Right, that's what not great, though. The reason, well, that's the reason is XP, isn't it? Because they know if they don't get on that game day one, when everybody else is on it day one, they're going to get left behind, and they're not. Uh, you know, I actually don't believe in that. I don't. Eh. I mean, it's look, I, I guess some people probably do do that. <laughs> do do. No, you said do do. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing: like, why do you? I don't even care what other people are at. Yeah, I just care about where I'm at. A lot of people do do that. Sorry, <laughs> you said do do. Um, <laughs> no, they do because when I when I bought uh, GTA Four, right? Bought GTA Four. Well, I didn't. But my my friend bought it at midnight. Anyway. We, uh, we were at Reddy's house, and he didn't want to start the, the single player. Fair enough. You can understand that, because we're all there's about four of us in, the, in his room, huddled around, and he's like, I don't want to start the single player. He's breathing on my neck. All right, I, don't, I don't want to do that on my own. And we went, fair enough, jump on the multiplayer. And there was just a ton of people on it. And the same with Call of Duty 4, the same with um, Modern Warfare 2. They're just As soon as it comes out, multiplayer. Like People love playing multiplayer with other people and... And jumping on and stuff. I, I think it happens more often than you think it does, Duke. I know you, you say like, you don't care about me left behind. Or I, just think, I don't have any sympathy for those people, I guess. Um, a lot of people are like that, though. They, they want to get it on straight away. And a friend of mine, um, who looks like P. Diddy, by the way, uh, he he does. He uh, strap You might play with him, Duke. Strappy Don. You know, that's his uh, Probably. I've heard of him. Uh, anyway, I don't pay attention. Strappy, who um, looks like P. Diddy, and he looks like Bruno, Frank Bruno. Uh, he. Uh, he um, he was so determined to be the first one out of all of us group to uh, prestige to level ten that he didn't play anything else. Like he, yeah. bought, he bought it and he, he straight away he was on it. And he, like before I started the game, I think he was like the second prestige or something stupid. Um, and he's he's prestige ten now easily, and he still plays it. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why he's playing it. Um, but yeah, people don't like that. Well, I mean, you only have to look. You know all these boosters? Mm. You know, two months before Modern Warfare 2 came out, there were all these sites uh, sprang up for boosting, and people were already arranging who they were going to boost with. Thousands of people. I don't know how often it happens to you, Duke, but when I play Modern Warfare 2, I don't play it very often anymore. Um, But when I do play it, 
almost every time I play it, someone else send him send me a message saying, if you want to press these to level ten, send me. A yeah, message I get that stuff too, but I don't know. I mean, I guess I maybe I'm not the typical player of Modern Warfare. 2, You're naive, so. is what you are. <laughs> I'm not naive. I know what goes on. I just think they're idiots and screw them, and nobody should yeah, but care about. But there's thousands of those idiots. That's I know, thing. but there's there's always thousands of idiots. I mean, what's yep. interesting? I mean, what's interesting? Me, I, 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 I know you sort of don't like Unreal Tournament three or those sorts of nope. multiplayer games, but it was the simplicity of those games that made them what they were because there was no. It didn't matter when you jumped in and out of those because it made no difference because it was always the same. You know, the thing the... is though with Unreal Tournament, like I, I think the problem with Unreal Tournament was um, this is my serious critique of uh, uh, Unreal Tournament Three, like the, <laughs> the the multiplayer. Is that I felt like I played it before, Stu. Like it, it was, yeah. There was, you know, and the, the reason why I'm complaining about Call of Duty multiplayer now is. There's too much of the same now. Like before, you 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 get this arena and you get weapon drops and you get these crazy guns and you're done, right? That that's a multiplayer. And Quake Arena was like that. Um, you know, Soldier Forty Two. That multiplayer was like that. Uh, Unreal Tournament Three. They're all like that. Yeah. And then Call of Duty Four came along. Completely screwed. I mean, Halo Two was like that, right? And Call of Duty Four came along, and that was like XP all this new stuff, and we all jumped on it. Now, there's like 15 games that do that. You know, Transformers, War Cybertron does it. And I'm looking for like the next thing that will get me. You see, my, still, still my favourite multiplayer game, and I, and I still enjoy playing it when people are on it, is Team Fortress 2. And it's such a great multiplayer to play. Because, it is a good multiplayer, yeah. yeah. It's class based. It's different every time. I mean, we. I play. I remember playing the game. I'm pretty good with a flamethrower, so that's how what I always play with the character. Um, but we we had an engineer on our team who was absolutely phenomenal, and and it was a girl, and she changed the match every single time because she put a portal exactly where you needed it. You know, she was just phenomenal player. You know, got behind the defenses, didn't even know she'd gone past them. And yeah. and she was it was just brilliant. And we were it, taking it the. It is a shame that it yeah. is a shame that Team Fortress Two never really. Brilliant! Took it's off. such I a came, game. It came early. It came a bit too early because it came out the same year as Call of Duty Four. So uh, whereas Call of Duty Four set the standard for console multiplayer games this generation, um, you know, it didn't have like the the good matchmaking that that we have in those types of games. It didn't have some sort of reward system. Now I know I've been bashing on that XP, uh, but it didn't have enough. I mean. Team Fortress 2, you just play it and that was it. And it was it was great, but it had a ton of problems when it was released. Yeah, it did. You know, it needed patches, and it didn't have this like reward system that we're, people are so used to in a, in a multiplayer game now. So I think if it came out now and they changed a few things, it would probably take it probably do a lot better. But and it doesn't need a reward system because that would ruin no, it. Doesn't, but it I think console gamers do do like XP, right? Yeah. And I, I think not not too heavy because there's there's too much of it now. But some sort of reward system in, in Team Fortress 2. And I, I think it just came a little bit too early on consoles. It does phenomenally well on PC. And, and rightly so. It is a great, like you say, Stu, it's, it's a great multiplayer game. I'm not disputing that. But I just think that if it came out now on the consoles, they could have tweaked it and changed it a little bit more so it was a lot more successful and made it work, of course. That would have been nice. Uh, sadly, it didn't work on release. And people just bought it and put it down. When a game doesn't work, it's, they quickly throw it away on the consoles. Yeah, I mean the other the other you know multiplayer game for me, which I think is a, again a, a really good multiplayer, is is the original Left 4 Dead. 
because yeah. again, there was no ranking up, there was no XP, but it was so much fun yeah. to play. Left 4 Dead is a is a unique one. I did love Left 4 Dead. Um, yeah, you're right with Left 4 Dead. Did love that. You no, know, so yeah. much fun, and it didn't matter. There was you could jump in and out. You know, you didn't have to. You know, if you hadn't played it for a few weeks, it made no difference. You just jump back in again and had some fun, and yeah. that's all it was. It was just, just getting the people. Like if you get eight people on Left 4 Dead One, yeah, it's brilliant. It's it's so much fun, but it's just getting eight people together. To play that. Yeah. But you know what? That's true about Modern Warfare Two, though. I mean, if you get eight people together, you get into a private room. You can have a hell of a lot of fun, and it doesn't know, matter yeah, if you play the same or not. I can have I can have the same amount of fun with like two people on Modern Warfare too. You know, like if I have two yeah. people or three people, but Left 4 Dead, it's so much better when you have like eight people. Yeah, that's it is. That is true. In Modern Warfare, it's more of a co-op thing, isn't it? Like, like the, yeah. I'm in the lobby, like not the actual right, game, but right. like yeah, yeah. you can just get three people. Sometimes I've got one person on my friends list. He sends me an invite, and it's just us two, and then people join later on. With Left 4 Dead, you really need to kind of orchestrate it a little bit more. You know, I, I remember playing. With the full, full four on four, when with the other thirty fives and everything, and it oh, was yeah. just so much fun. It was just yeah, unbelievable fun. Um, which is a shame, I think, because uh, I don't think many people play or organise like Left for Dead nights anymore. Uh, no, I they never, didn't. I never, we why, had I never so why, I don't know why I never played Left for Dead two. It's good. It's as much fun, if not a bit more. No, 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 no. no. Listen, I don't listen. I'm an American. You didn't like single player, but the online multiplayer was a lot of fun because it was all. I played the online multiplayer. What do you mean I didn't like single player? You you were just saying it wasn't as much fun, but it was. The the multiplayer was definitely have as much fun. How could you not? I found it because I found it way too hard to be fun. Yeah, a lot of people saying it was difficult too. Yeah, but there's a difference between the easiest level. Yeah, no, no, no. The multiplayer didn't have any easy or hard levels. When you're playing in the multiplayer, that has none of those. So I don't know what you could... What oh, I could, the mul- No, no, no. I'm, yeah. trying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Talking about yeah, I was doing the co-op. I, yeah, uh, well... I oh, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. When you were but I don't... Uh, but yes, it was a lot of fun on the, on the multiplayer. <laughs> That's just the sound of the night. I, uh, I know. Uh, well, at the uh, end of your uh, argument was... Uh. Yeah. Uh, just, uh. Uh, but yeah, the multiplayer was great, you know, and, and we had some so much fun. We had... Uh, on one of the campaigns, um, we dragged a guy out just as he were about to get in the safe room. We dragged him back out again, and then someone spat on him with it as, as a spitter, and there was oh, a lot you, of stuff you could do. Your best mate, dude, Tom Bissell, talks about that, and he's uh, in his yeah, that's right. Out. Yeah, and he was talking about how it was a real emotional experience because they were chewing him out because he wouldn't come out and get them, and he was like, "I have to he's go your, out." He's your mate, right, Tom Bissell? He's, he's my best friend. He's a cool guy. Yeah, he's I love mate. him. Uh, but we're yeah, have an interview with him yeah. soon on the show. As much as you didn't like the single player, the multi, you know, the co-op. It's not thing. single player; it's co-op. Co-op, you know what I mean. The multiplayer right. was great. The multiplayer that was great, and I don't. Yeah, I agree with Chini. I don't know why we don't play it if we've got it because it's so fun. It didn't. It didn't take off though, did it? Just like, didn't. Left no, it didn't. Too. It didn't. I think. It, I think the mistake was it was too soon. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean, PC wise, a lot of people are playing Left 4 Dead 2 on the PC. Yeah, they give it away on the PC. Yeah. Oh, crazy Steam people, but. I don't know. I, I, I really think that it was too soon for Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah, no. Um, if Left 4 Dead 2 came out this year, people would jump on it more. I mean, the other, you know. Yeah, I mean, the other point I want to make is obviously what are traditionally single player games are adding multiplayer games. So they actually add them in because they feel they have to, you know, from peer pressure and. Bioshock you know, too. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, and, and how does that affect the single player experience? To the obviously because they put. I in think it. Well, it, in... Bioshock Two's instance, right? I mean, it was a different developer. They just passed it to somebody else. 
So the single player didn't really affect it. Or, you know, the multiplayer didn't affect the single player. Which is probably the best way to do it, you know, because that's what they're doing for Medal of Honor. And that's why I think... Because I'm looking forward to Medal of Honor single player. Because I think think the Call of Duty single players are really good. Right? And Medal of Honor single player, I think, will be very good. Because... That dice are just doing multiplayer, and the, the other people are doing single player. So I've got faith that the, multi, the single player will be good, but adding multiplayer to games that don't need it, um, Singularity has a multiplayer, which is a lot like Left 4 Dead and Team Fortress kind of put together. Um, but I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, the multiplayer a little bit. I, they probably worked on it a lot, and I only played it for like a week. So in that respect, maybe it didn't need it. But the single player was good, and I don't know how they could have made it better. I don't know. Can you think of any examples of other games that have multiplayer? The Darkness has a multiplayer, which is terrible. Yeah, God, that was just a, no need for that at no. all, was there? Really? But that was back in the day. That was like 2006. It was. I think, but I, I do think either, I think what they should do, what they should do is like they did with Splinter Cell Conviction. So they have. Either co-op missions, they, they put those in there, so that you know it's not necessarily a multiplayer, but it's you know another element that will keep you playing the game. Or like uh, you know the Spec Ops off Modern Warfare Two, something like that in there. Yeah. Or as as Alan Wake is doing, having episodes coming out after the release of the main game and and, and regular, you know, yeah. so they, you know maybe spend more time get those all ready to release and just release them you know, once a month to keep you holding on to the game. Because if that's the reason to do it. The reason to do it is because they think, well, how am I going to keep these yeah. people not selling the game on? But to be honest with you, they're less likely to keep hold of it for a multiplayer that no one plays than they are if they were releasing steady DLC like Mass Effect 2 has done. You know, yeah. and I think I think that's what developers should do. They should, you know, look more at doing that. Yeah, I think so. I think the episodic thing is definitely... Very, it's it's a minefield really because no game has done it quite right. Um, I think Fallout Three is probably the best example of DLC and episodic yeah, and I would agree adding with that. Um, Alan Wake. The problem with Alan Wake at the moment is they're taking too long to do it. Yeah, um, it needs to taking... almost be ready at the same time as the game, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, but then if you do that, people are like. Ah! You should have released it with the game. Yeah. What are you doing? But it, it's it's only been like two months, but I don't know. It's it's uh, it feels a little long. I think a month maybe. Yeah, I mean Borderlands um, did it well, didn't it? Borderlands yeah. did it well. Uh, Fallout Three did it well. Um, other game, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Uh, well, they did it fine because it's free, right? Yeah. So that's great. That's a brilliant idea. Um. And the, I mean, the next DLC is soon, right? It's, yeah, it's August, so that's probably a good way of doing. But it. I have no them. no sort of urge to get rid of uh, Red Dead Redemption or Massive no. Two or you know any of those sorts of games. And I've still got Borderlands now, which you've been playing this week. So you know, uh, yeah. we will hold on to games if we know stuff's coming, won't we? I, I try to make a pact to myself that every generation of console, I will always keep the games that I love, right? No matter what. So I'm always going to keep Call of Duty Four. Right, I'm always going to keep Fallout 3. I'm always going to keep Red Dead Redemption. And like, like in my Nintendo 64 days, I'm always going to keep uh, GoldenEye and Super Mario World and Star Fox and stuff. I always keep the good games. 
Um, so if your game is good enough, but that's just me, but if your game is just good enough, doesn't matter if it's just single player, I'll keep it. And I think that stands for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, if it's if it's good enough and it's just a single player game, you know, they'll keep it. I wonder how many people kept um, Bioshock 1. I've still got mine. Hmm. And the original Mass Effect. You know, I've still got, I've got both Mass of those Effect. games. Yeah. yeah. You know. But a lot of people don't keep their games. Duke doesn't keep his games. No. Well, he only buys them second hand to begin with, to be fair. Yeah, that's really. Right. Yeah. So he, he doesn't care because he doesn't even pay his full whack for them most of the time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for being a rational economic uh, yeah, uh, entity who tries to maximize what I get for my money. Jeez. How crazy is that? I mean, what, what I'll finish off with is what... Uh, uh, Michael Pactor said, you know, that guy who... Oh, Christ. Uh, who knows Why are we nothing, listening to him? Who knows nothing about games. Uh, well, it's not that he knows nothing about games. It's that he, 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 his job is to predict things, but then it doesn't matter when he gets things massively wrong. No. What is that? I wish I could... No. Go to a fortune teller and be like, what's going to happen <laughs> to me next week? You're going to find $700 on the street. You know what? Last week you said I was going to find $700 on the street. Not only did I not find any money, I got mugged and beat up. You suck as a fortune teller. I'm never coming to you again. His, his job isn't to predict, like, what's his job is to advise businesses about what, about like like trends. What's going to happen with their games? Yeah, but like not 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 what their games, but just what's happening in the game industry. Like this company's doing well. This company's got a game coming out. That's his job. He helped, he said that on uh, on a video. He says my job isn't to predict what's going to happen. My well, job why is he always predicting advise... stuff then? Because he does it. He said he does it for fun, right? Oh, please. And he, I think I th- he should no, shut I think... up for. I think he gets amused by because a, a lot of people take what he says and and uses it as religion, right? They go, "Oh, Pacta said this," all right, and he, he must be laughing to himself, going, "I don't know, I just said it," right? He, he really did say, like, "I, I kind of predict these these things for fun. This is not my job. I don't get any money for." predicting things this is not yeah but if you're an advisor i think it's the two sort of go together because you're supposed to have your finger on the pulse of the industry you're supposed to be able to tell like which way things are going to go and if you can't i think that shows that your credibility as an advisor should be a little bit more suspect i'm not saying you should be out on the street but i'm just saying that i don't know it seems like he gets a lot more you know and this is true about political analysts as well like all these commentators that are on tv like oh here's what's gonna happen in the elections and then when they're wrong it doesn't matter no, and he does admit he's the first one to admit when he's wrong. Like yeah, he, he admitted like that's something that something that was something that sold really well, and he said that he wasn't going to sell. And he was like, "Well, uh, what Red Dead Redemption was that yeah. game? Was it? Yeah, he yeah. Said that and it was the opposite with Alan Wake. And he said Alan Wake would would outsell it. Yeah, again, like says, that's, you know, he always okay, said that I, was, I was wrong. Oh well, whatever. Yeah. Fine, but but I feel like if you're in the business of like analyzing an industry. I don't know. I feel like that should matter. I think you... I, I should take his job because I've predicted the games for the rest of the year. <laughs> there you go. All right, so anyway, Stu, what were you so anyway, did he actually want to know what he said? <laughs> yes, I guess so. Let's hear it. After you've finished dissing him. I hate him. Um, yeah, basically, he really he sort of said this on July the 19th, and he was talking about the June MPDs. Uh, and he was saying that they were rather disappointing, reflecting a 15% decline in year-on-year sales. Uh, with the exception of Red Dead Redemption and Super Mario Galaxy 2. It appears gamers simply aren't buying as many games as they used to. And uh, basically what he said, he he said the problem was online games. And according to him, the overall decline was due to a very large number of people playing multiplayer online games, with an estimated 12 million players spending 10 hours a week 
rampaging through Activision shooters. Uh, Pactor argues that online games like Modern Warfare 2, Halo 3, and Bad Company 2 have sucked the available time away from otherwise would be spent playing newly purchased games. So that that's what he's sort of saying. He's saying, you know, although the economy is sort of, you know, you know, involved in it, mainly because people are playing multiplayer games and, you know, they're saving the money and, you know, getting a game they can play for a long time. Uh, do you want to know what his solution is uh... to stop this happening? Okay. What he's saying is publishers need to monetize the multiplayer parts of the games. So uh, he's, wrong. So he's, well, he, he sort of got a point in, to a certain extent because what he's saying is that if you know publishers like Activision charge you to play Modern Warfare 2, they'll still make up the shortfall in the unsold games you know, the, or the less games being sold, but we'll, we'll also sell more of their other titles at the same time. So... You know those games that don't or didn't or don't do quite so well might actually sell a lot better. So what do you think? I don't like it. I like being able to play. We already pay for Xbox Live. Why should we have to pay again to my Activision or anyone? You know, Bungie or whoever. Well, yeah. Why well, should I have to pay to any of them? I don't know. You. T- I mean, this is what he's. This is his solution. He's saying. Well, if- that's his solution from an industry <laughs> perspective. How can we suck understand. more money out of these people? I don't I'm looking understand at a how. Paying to play online games will help. Well, of course it will, because what he's saying is there's only a finite amount of people who are going to buy that game, and then they they will just play that game and not buy any of other Activision's titles. But so the other people who that... won't pay to play online, who are currently playing it for free, well, they're not going to pay to play it online, so instead they'll buy other new games. Yeah. I don't think that will work. I don't think that's true, but... I don't like the idea of people who currently get to play it for free online. Not free, but I mean, you know, you know, they don't have to pay Activision anything. I, I, I don't think they should have to pay Activision anything. I mean, they already I, paid Activision. Interestingly, he says, uh, not he says, but Joystick, who've, who've got this story up, says, uh, unfortunately, his publisher-centric solution is unlikely to win many fans among gamers. There you go. Well, you're definitely not one of those, are you? Well, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Again, rational self-interest. Like I'm, I'm not looking to. Yes, please charge me for this game. I'm currently free. <laughs> I think it's interesting. I mean, um, well, they, well, there you go. That's about it, really. That's sort of yeah. So overall, what what do we think? Is uh, Xbox Live and multiplayer ruining single-player games or having a, an adverse effect? Yeah, but you've got a choice. You can just turn it off or go offline. Yeah. Well, the or other thing is, I mean, look, if there were no good single-player games out right now, I might agree with you, but there are, so I don't. But only Red Dead has really sold really well. Singularity didn't sell well. No, 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 no. Alan I'm Bates not talking about what sold, sold well. really well. I'm yeah. talking about what games are good that are out right now. True. There are lots of good single-player games out right now, probably more than there have ever been in the history of video games. So I don't know if I really buy that argument. So, okay. So me and Chinny are developers, okay? Yes. And we're both coming to you as a publisher to publish our games, and I say, oh, I made Alan Wake. It sold uh, 500,000 copies. Will you let me make Alan Wake 2? And Chinny says uh, he made uh, Modern Warfare 2, which sold 40 million copies. Could he make uh, Call of Duty 6? So let's talk about let's talk about Alan Wake too. What are you going to do differently this time around to make sure that it sells more? Uh, a better story. 
that's know, that's not safety. that's not going to be enough. We need to do some other things too. But I think we can juice it up so that it does sell more. And we need to make sure that we time the release very carefully because one of the big things that hurt Alan Wake was the timing of its release. I think we can all agree on that. So, um, but yeah, I do like the idea of making an Alan Wake too because there were some definite possibilities. And our game publishing company doesn't want to be known as just the uh, the next prostitute on the block willing to sidle into any car whoa, that whoa, pulls whoa, whoa. up for the Wait, sake of money. Why that publisher, right? You have more pitch to make more games sell more. We're going to have more double XP weekends. Give oh, me there you go. Here's your check. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is. I mean, unfortunately, that really is how it is. And, you know, uh, unless these publishers think they're going to make a big wad of cash from these games, they're not going to well, green light them. I know you're right, but at the same time, I think that experience has shown and the Wii has shown and the DS has shown and lots of things have shown that there are many different parts of the gaming market and not everything has to be Modern Warfare 2. And in fact, I think we're seeing the blowback from Medal of Honor when it tries to be just like Modern Warfare 2. People are like, oh, geez, this is just like this other game. So it becomes a case in which games, I think, need to, especially game developers, okay, yes, publishers are just going to go for the lowest common denominator and yada, yada, yada. The same is true about Hollywood movie studios. But there are opportunities for people to sneak in and put out a gem that doesn't fit into that standard one-size-fits-all, let's-just-do-whatever-makes-the-most-money mold. Yeah, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Apart from the fact everybody said when World at War came out, they said pretty much exactly the same things that people are saying about Medal of Honor now. Oh, yeah, it's just the same as Modern Warfare. Or it's just the same as Battlefield, and I'm not going to buy it because it's just the same. And no, what I've happened... never heard anyone say they're not going to yeah. buy Medal of Honor. No, no, no. But there's a lot of people sort of not that impressed with Medal of Honor. Or not that they're not impressed, but they're saying it's same old, same old. Well, that'll still sell. Yeah. I mean, people say, look, Transformers 2 had horrible critical reception, but it sold millions of dollars worth of tickets. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the critics say. Look at a a really good example recently is Avatar, isn't it? Bloody M. Night Shyamalan. Apparently, it's absolutely terrible. And yet, it's... Oh, oh, sorry. uh, Last last Airbender thing. And it still made a hundred million dollars in America. Of course, because it's a kids movie, and they're not. I mean, although it looks like there are a lot of kids movies out a lot of time, especially not big blockbuster kids movies. Most kids movies are crap. So when they put some resources, if if I was a kid and I watched that trailer, I watched that trailer when I went to see Predators, which sucked, right? But um, I went. You know, the trailer is impressive. Now I've heard all the bad things about the Last Airbender. Right, I've heard that it's terrible and. M. Night Shyamalan is just getting worse and worse in every film that he makes. Um, but the trailer, I was like, that's an impressive trailer, right? That, that's, that's a very, it's a, there's a lot of eye, like CGI and, and, and just cool stuff going on. And I was like, you know, that, and my mate who's sitting next to me saying, what's that film? And I says, it's, like, it's, it's based on a kid's cartoon. And he's like, really? I went, yeah, it's, it's meant to be awful. And it looks pretty good. And, you know, for, for a trailer, because the trailer's supposed to sell it, right? And if I'm a kid watching that trailer, and because kids don't read reviews, um, it, it, of course, like it's it's going to be um, it's going to be brilliant. What are we talking about, Airbender? Uh, because I was saying that you know it doesn't matter how crap a, a game is or how same old same old people will still if it's a part oh, of yeah. a big franchise, people will still go out and buy yeah, whatever they with, say. With Triarch and um, Infinity Ward, uh, before back in the day, like with three and four and and World of War, uh, a lot of people didn't know. There was a different developer. I think 
there are more people kind of tuned to that now, that they are different developers. Um, but it doesn't really make a difference to them. And to be fair to Triarch, they do a, they do a decent job of making a Call of Duty. Um, but yeah, people are just going to buy it. And Medal of Honor is going to... I said on the overseas connection, I think Medal of Honor has a very strong chance of outselling Call of Duty this year. Um, whether it will or won't, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be close. Because uh, EA have realised that they've got Medal of Honor sitting in a cupboard somewhere, this franchise, and they haven't done anything with it yet. And they're like, we need a modern shooter to compete with with uh, Modern Warfare 2 because we haven't got one. And they, well, Bad Company 2 is, is debatable. And then they, they, they took it and they just copied it. And I, I, and I think it's going to sell. I think it, a lot of people will buy it. And uh, a lot of people jump for the next thing. Even though it's very same, and it, it looks a lot like Bad Company 2 and Modern Warfare 2. People who play Modern Warfare 2 that don't listen to podcasts or read gaming news, uh, but they're a bit down on Modern Warfare 2 or something, will naturally jump on Medal of Honor because it's new. But the but only, not- I mean, the only thing I would say to that, and this is the last thing I'm going to say about it, is, you know, developers stop trying to be other games and just do your own thing. You know, do yes. do your own thing and stop trying to be the next Modern Warfare 2 or the next Battlefield Bad Company or the next Halo Yes. You know, stop all that stuff and just do so, your own thing. I'm so pleased that uh, Red Dead Redemption so well. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's it's like the Dark Knight of games because it's it's cool enough that it, that it sold lots and lots and lots, and it's also good enough that a lot of people, a lot of critics, and everyone liked it. Um, I think I was so happy with Red Dead Redemption so well. But it goes to prove that. I think what's interesting, Limbo is another really good case in point because it goes to show. I, I would imagine Limbo was sold really, really well because I have seen a think... lot of people playing that game. I have seen a lot of people on my friends. Think list it's all, yeah, I think that's a bit of a sleeper though, isn't it? Because yeah. I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. But it just oh. goes to prove that as gamers, we will play those unique, interesting titles if yeah, we're given we'll them play... to play. Yeah, we'll play anything. Yeah, uh, give it to us. You know, we don't always want the same old thing. Anyway. Uh, yeah, moving anyway. on. Moving yeah. on. That's, it. Well, that's that. Done. So, yeah, <laughs> it's official. Multiplayer games are ruining single-player games. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Don't get Duke started because he'll go, right. no, they're not, they're not. No, they're not. Right, okay. Um, yes, we have got a top ten. We've not done a top ten for a, for quite a while, actually. I think it's <gasps> for weeks. Uh, but, yeah, we have got one there. Have you, have you got it? Mr. Jin, have you got yeah. it? I don't agree with this. Meta Chen. Well, that's the whole point of doing it, you see. So you can go, that's not true. It's especially, rubbish. Especially I know, I know, I know. Oh, damn me. So basically, um, is, do you want to tell us what it is? I'll, yeah, I'll read it. It's, it's, it's a list Where's of... Where's it from? Uh, uh, it's from Kotaku. Kotaku. Uh, and it's, it's the, the 10 most underrated games this generation. So games that came out and didn't really get a lot of hype or praise... But when you play them, they're not bad. Uh, the first one I've never played. I have played this. Well, the tenth one I've never played. Yeah. Uh, it's Animal Crossing City Folk for the Wii. Yeah, I played this. I played uh, that's this. like every other Animal Crossing, all right? Well, sort of. Oh, that's exactly what it says in the first paragraph here. It's different in so much as what I didn't like about it. Okay, so much. Because the DS version was bad enough, you know, that you had to keep paying off your mortgage. Yeah, it's just a mortgage but, payment game. But 
you could do it together, couldn't you? Because you sort of lived in the same house, and whatever you both did, you could pay towards most. So, it, you know, you could get through it fairly quickly if you did a lot of stuff, couldn't you? Yeah. In City Folk, you, ha- you each have your own house. Okay. So there's no longer joint payments. You, you have to, you know, <laughs> do it. So it's a twice as long process to get extensions on your house. So fun at all. It, it is. I mean, God, it was bad <laughs> enough in the first one. Um, but it is cool that you can catch the bus and go to the city and, and do all the stuff. It is quite funny. Right. It is quite funny. But it is it's pretty much the same. It's pretty. Uh, the next one is... There's no numbers on these, so... No. Uh, I don't, so the next one is The Club. Yeah. Which is uh, Bazaar's um, kind of attempt at a third person... Uh, it's kind of a mix between Stuntman and Gears of War. Um, but it was sort of like the racing games, wasn't it? Because it was all about doing the perfect... Chaining your kills. Yeah. yeah, I think it was brave and strange. But uh, I don't know why people didn't didn't like it. I, I, I didn't like it, and I'm not sure why. But they took a lot of the elements out of Geometry Wars and put them into a shooter, didn't they? That's what they did. Yeah. You know, that sort of, you know, chaining it together, surviving, you know, hitting all the markers... Yeah, I did play that. I didn't play the actual full game, but I did play the demo quite a few times, yeah. and it it worked. Everything worked okay. You know, the mechanics were fine. The shooting was fine. Um, yeah. But it was just this weird concept that gamers just didn't get. I just it don't. No, I just I, I don't think, including me, I don't think people got it. And uh, you know, people expect like a, a, a story and stuff. And in, in this in this little in these couple of paragraphs, they're saying that reviews were saying that people expect. You know, like a, a, a bombastic narrative and all this. Um, and what they should have said uh, is the point of the game was to replay levels over and over. And, and like, like Geometry Wars, where you play a level and you do your best score and then you do another one, do another one, do another one. And it was kind of like a single-player multiplayer, um, like like a time trial, but shooting and stuff. And Yeah. I don't know. I, I never really found time trials that funny anyway, so... But everything uh, happened. As you play through a level, the exact same things happened at the exact same time, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, and that was the point. And people kind of complain when they they see that in... Like Rainbow Six Vegas does it a lot, where you go into a room and the exact same thing happens. Yeah. And people complain about that. It but was like... Was I mean, a good, com- a good comparison now is, is obviously the spec ops on... On uh, Modern Warfare 2. You know that first bit where you do the sort of, you know, the shooting targets and stuff like as quick as you can. It was yeah. a lot like that. It was like that, yeah. yeah. Um, strange, it never, never really worked. No. Could be, it could have been a good like, downloadable title, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's probably where it should have been, the downloadable game. Anyway, the next one is Earth Defense Force 2017. So we're only seven years away from this actually happening. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> remember when 2017 started really far in the future? Uh... Yeah, so this game, this game is about shooting really big things, and uh, I heard from a lot of people. In, in fact, I heard from the same person that this game is awful and brilliant. <laughs> uh, it, I don't know what it's just. It's just a game where you're in some sort of city and you're shooting massive bugs, and the achievements. Uh, are terrible and difficult, and the game and the story is awful. But there's something satisfying about shooting things that are huge. 
Yeah, uh, and it was. I mean, I played this game, and it it could have been so awesome. Like it would had it had the potential to really be fun, but it suffered from you know when you shoot at a bug, it would drop thirty different drops, and you never found out what you got until the end of the round. And it was like, what is that about? Come on. Mm. So it had a lot of potential, but it was only fun for a little while. There you go. Next you go. one. Okay. Ex- Exoit Truck. Anybody played this? Nope. 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 Never I'm heard read, of it. I'm going to read out what the reviews say, according to this uh, article. That there wasn't enough game here. You could unlock everything in the day, and there were too few tracks. Worse, no online multiplayer. And apparently, according to this, this is what they should have said. Uh, that the fun of the game cannot be measured by in mere statistics, that just because you've raced on one track and won it doesn't mean you no longer have any interest in racing there again. Not when there are S ranks to achieve, not when you are determined to beat that previous best time, not when the simple act of racing around these adventure parks is such a joyous experience. It sounds a bit like Trials HD, doesn't it? You know, that sort with of, trucks. With trucks, yeah. And again, it's uh, that sort of perfecting your round, isn't it? Yeah. I think there's a pattern about it. If you've got like, some kind of game where you have to do like, some time trial thing, be careful. Be very careful. Uh, another game I've never heard of. I've never heard of this, but I looked okay. it in and I thought, huh, I might look that up. It looked quite cool. Fragile Dreams, Farewell Ruins of the Moon. Yeah. I've got a feeling... That Steve Conger, JSF Lifelike, from the Gamesman, Gamesman.com. Go over there, check it out. Uh, they've got a podcast, very good. Uh, I've got a feeling for some reason that he would know this game. Well, he's into his Wii games, and so am I to a certain extent. He, li- he likes his Wii games, yeah. and he likes games that don't get praised, and he likes underdog games. And, you know, and I think Fragile Dreams, or whatever this is, it he'll probably know good. what it is. It does look uh, What the reviews yeah. say, an atmospheric adventure, sure, but all that endless wandering and tedious questing ruin, ruin the mood. So it's kind of pointless quest stuff. What they should have said, and it's very uh, same. What's that? Is that English? So, uh, <laughs> Wait, what is it? <laughs> well, they should have said uh, that it's a very... Somnambulant. Yeah, somnambulant pace. Yeah, I've never heard of that word. Somnambulism is sleepwalking. Yeah, slow. Okay. Slow. Sleepwalking pace and uh, mundanity. <laughs> I'm a very smart folks. person who uses fancy mm. big words. Me, me, I hate people like that. Uh, it should have said sleepwalking. Yeah, uh, that evokes much of uh, the mental loneliness. Melancholic that loneliness. That I'm, I'm making up words. Aren't I? That fragile <laughs> dreams are marauding its world and burning a ring. Uh, the desolate. Basically, it, the world was very nice. That's all he had to say. The environment yeah. was nice, um, and deserved more praise. I've never heard of that game. The one person who's heard of that game listens to this podcast. Email us and tell us how good it was. Yes. Uh, next one. It sounds cool. In- I'm just looking. I found it on Amazon. Uh, it's, it's it's not cheap though. But someone, the first review says most depressing game ever. There you Brilliant. Go. That's what, that's what yeah, you're, looking at, you're looking at alpha protocols, Stu. <laughs> he says, uh, his first paragraph is, there's a lot to like about Fragile Dreams, but at the same time, it's a game that needed a lot more attention in a lot of ways to truly be called an RPG of any kind. Because honestly, this is more like an adventure game. I'll be a clunky and stiff to play one. 
uh, that has a very well put together story and world that will prove genuinely emotive if you get drawn into it. But that isn't necessarily a good thing in this instance, because let me tell you, this game is a massive downer. <laughs> I might buy that. It sounds quite cool. <laughs> Make sure you're in a bad mood, though. Or I, will, I will. Mood. I will. If you're in a good mood, that'll bring you down. Uh, infinite Undiscovery. Whoa. I was waiting for that. God, this game sucks. This is what the review says. But it says, it says the first two hours are some of the worst gaming ever committed to screen. Maybe it's just the first two hours. Why? Well, I'm not going through more than two hours of that yeah. crap. To That's not like the Final Fantasy thirteen argument. Yeah, no, all exactly. the first 30 hours are terrible, but after that, it's great. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, 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 you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, right, that's not good. Um, but yeah, what they should have said that, you know, there's lots of secrets to, to discover, quirky character traits. Um, a thrilling party-based real-time combat. Um, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, moving on. This is a, a game. The next game is John Mao 5. John from, from Brumtown. He likes this game. Yeah, he loves, he loves this, this game. game. He loves yeah, this does. game. He does. And I, I do want to play it, um, but I, I'm, I'm wary because a lot of people say it's bad. And I've played a lot of bad games recently, so I don't want to get in the bad game. And a lot of them, John likes, because he likes Alpha Particle, he likes Saboteur. So <laughs> every game I play, it's like it's pulling us apart, me and John. Right, John, John loves Lost Planet 2. Um, nah. I never played the game, I just played the multiplayer. What the reviews say, critics were baffled by the sparsely checkpointed save mechanic the unusual battle gauge and T energy retort management. Uh, the weightly movement and stagger system are. Uh, yeah. The mere, all yes, that stuff. All that stuff. Uh, incomprehensible plots and the fact that it wasn't Gears of War. So people didn't like it. It didn't. It, I think the safe system put a lot of people off and it didn't feel very co op if that's a word, well, what they should have said is that it's just about the mouse reporting co-op that you can ever play, crammed full of encounters and boss battles that demand your squad to work together as a team. Huh. Uh, the flow of unlockable uh, unlockables powers by a random slot machine uh, is as compulsive as any loot-focused RPG. Like the club, Lost Planet 2 ought to be praised for striking out on its own path. I must say... The demo that came out really, really early, where you have to fight that huge boss, I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, we did yeah. it. We we enjoyed it, didn't we? But we've just no. never bought the game, did we? We had no compulsion to buy it. I thought, or, I mean, or it's or a any. demo, you're playing four people, I've got, the friends that I play co-op with, oh, sorry, not co-op, Call of Duty with, this is one game that they really want to play, Lost Planet 2. And I said to him, when you, when you get it, right, I'll get it, and we'll all play it together. And he's like, yeah, it's on. Because we all played the demo together. And there's a big fat monster in it. Um, and he could eat you. And you could still shoot him inside. Right? And it's, it felt very much like a video game. You know, it's a big monster with glowy parts that you shoot. Uh, but I thought that was a brilliant demo. I like that. That's kind of the appeal of like Monster Hunter. You know, you're so underpowered. But I don't know. Uh, I, I I want to check it out. Yeah. Well, haven't heard anyway, anything. next one. Next one. Lost Odyssey. I was expecting yeah. a buzz then, Duke. 
Yeah, you know, he's um, probably, you know, the thing yeah. with Lost Odyssey is I think I may have given up on it too easily. Like, I played it for like three or four hours, and I actually enjoyed the parts that I was playing. And then I got to this part that required this stealth action sequence, which didn't make sense because all the other parts of the game up to that point had been just fighting turn-based style, which I loved. Uh, and suddenly there was this, and I could not do the stealth. I tried it for literally like two hours, and I was just like, I can't do this! And I said, screw it, I'm done. So I think if I had just made it through that part, I would have been okay. But I will say this about Lost Odyssey, and nobody will, I've never heard anyone argue with me about this. Lost Odyssey has the dumbest hats ever created in the history of video games. <laughs> yeah, you've said they that. They are so freaking <laughs> stupid. So there you right. go. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google that now. But uh, a lot oh, of I can't reviews. find a picture of it. I remember trying to find. Uh, it. Okay, yeah. move on, move on. Uh, uh, a lot of, no, 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 no. We haven't really talked about the reasons why people. You know, the, what the review said about Lost Odyssey was too same. It was too much like other RPGs, um, other JRPGs. Um, but what they should have said is, it's it's a lot like good JRPGs. According to this article. It's it's very reminiscent of when JRPGs were great, and this one didn't get enough praise. And I think a lot of, a lot of attention was focused on the the reading that you have to do because apparently there's a lot of reading and text in the game. I remember a lot of people going, "Oh, I don't want to read." Yeah, but, it was completely... but that was kind of optional. I mean, yeah, it was optional. I heard, and like, I'm like, why? Why? Uh... That didn't bother me at all. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I felt stupid when that part came up because I was like, I should read this because I like literature and stuff, but I'm not in the mood to read something right now. Yeah, I'm playing play a game. game, right? Yeah. I don't know. It made me feel like the, a dumb American. The next one I've yeah. played. Yeah, we, oh, we, yeah, we don't need to talk about this again, do we? We no. I think we've said more than enough. The Saboteur. Don't even say the name of it. Oh. Yeah, the that's Saboteur. too much already. Right, move on. <laughs> we've, you've said all you have to say about that. This guy was bad. <laughs> Look, shush, move, next. Final one. Final one. Siren, Blood Curse. This is the one that came out on the PlayStation only, and it also yep. came out op- episodic um, on the PlayStation Network, and then they released it on a full disc, I think. Um, huh. Yeah, so uh, it was like a horror game. It was a remake of a Japanese horror game. I've feel- I- got the feeling that's you, you already know this. I play- I've played the demo for this. I didn't, play- I didn't buy the full title, but yeah. I've played it. It was a, it was a remake of a Japanese horror game, but they they remade it properly. They you know they rewrit the script to to appeal to. You know, they changed the um, the characters in the game so it would appear to uh, appeal to a more Western audience. Uh, but I think it's still set in Japan or something. But yeah, it was uh, very creepy. It was yeah. pretty cool. I didn't mind it. I thought it was a lot of people cool. say like it, artistically, it did a yeah. great job of of setting the mood and stuff. Uh, but no one talks about it, Siren. Yeah. I've, I've seen, seen it. it. I've seen uh, it in the shop, and I've always passed it. I've never picked it up or anything. I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I've just noticed that uh, No More Heroes 2 is £14 on Amazon. Uh, yeah, but that's not that's not Siren, though, is it? No, no, no. But I was just, you know, we were talking about it last week, and I, I didn't realise it was even out. I think I, yeah. might, I think I might pick that up and play it. Right. So that's Siren. the list done. That's the, the list. The one thing about Siren I will say as well, you, there is a part where you play a little girl, Right. And it's it's meant to be like kind of uh, scary because you don't have any weapons. You don't have you're not this like military guy with guns or anything. You're a little girl, and the way you get away is hide. You hide from monsters. Yeah, it's, it's a lot like be, uh... yeah. That's meant to be one of the scariest moments in in the whole game. 
Yeah, it's a lot like Silent Hill Shattered Memories on the Wii. There, there is no weapons. You just oh, have to you just run. run. You just, just run, run for your life. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there you go. That's the 10, uh, 10 most uh, underrated games this generation. Saboteur is not underrated. It's got all the bash in it. Uh... Okay. Okay. Right, let's take another quick break. And then when we come back, it's interview time. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, what's the next music break? Uh, yeah, the next one is uh, Junkie XL, and it's the the track's called Colossus, and it's a remix of God of War Two soundtrack. So there you go.
Wow, what did you think of that then? I liked it. It's good. Yeah, you see, I found some music. Some good music yeah. this week, haven't I? Huh? Huh? Yeah, Two well tracks. Done. Two tracks. Stop ripping someone's head off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, myself and Quarian caught up with uh, Ramda Morrison from Nomic Games, who made Square Off. So, yeah, here we go. Let's play the interview. Hello and welcome to the uh, Veteran Gamers interview. And uh, tonight we've got Aranda Morrison from Nomic Studios on. Hi there. And we've also got Kwamrian with us to ask a few questions. Yep, I'm here, guys. So anyway, what I'd, what I'd like to start off doing is, um, if, you, if you join the Veteran Gamers forums, if you get over there, because it's good, you should do, come over there, say hello. We ask questions uh, to our new members to get to know a bit about them, so I thought I'd start with these, if that's okay with you, to get to know a bit about you. So, question one. Uh, what is your current favourite this generation game, then? So, what's your current favourite game from this generation? Is that a, like a person generation or a generation of No, it's consoles? like in the, yeah, this generation of consoles, so like the 360, PS3, uh, those sorts of consoles. So, what's your right. favourite? Well, I'd have to say probably StarCraft 2, since that's, that's what I've been playing a lot of lately. I do, I do most of my gaming on the PC. That's quite interesting because obviously we made the assumption, I suppose, that you would be a, a 360 user, seeing as you're developing games for that platform. Yeah, well, I guess it was just—it was actually the easiest platform to get on of the, of, you know, the next-gen consoles, and that—that that was pretty much the reason for targeting it. Other than that, there's PC, but it's really hard to earn any money doing PC de- development. Chinny often says on the podcast that PC gaming's dead. So is that not the case then? Well, it's—it's probably breathing its last gasps, I guess. But I mean, you've still got things like you know StarCraft Two, and but yeah, you're right. Piracy has almost destroyed it. It seems. Okay, next question. So, what's your favourite game from an earlier generation? Then, so from sort of back in the day, then. Oh, that's a hard one as well. I mean, I grew up with the Commodore machines. I had a, um, a Vic Twenty and a Commodore sixty four, and then an Amiga, and that's where I learned most of my programming. And so on the Commodore 64, I loved the game called Creatures, which was by Thalamus, who are uh, UK, the, the Rolands brothers from the UK, and they're an incredible platform where you could breathe fire and make magic potions and get different weapons and stuff. Oh, and they had torture screens. That was the, the really good thing about it. <laughs> so you complete a level, and then you have a torture screen where you have to save your little buddy from being like hacked up with a chainsaw or squashed with a big rock or something that one just buried many hours in i was going to say that the games i remember from the commodore amiga was probably monkey island because i played a ton of that um another world oh, that was cool. another world or uh out of this mm. world uh, moonstone from the amiga you could have pvp style um knights hacking each other uh with their with their swords with a bit of role-playing element in there where you, you know you go around a map and defeat monsters and uh, build up your character and get the sort of sharpness and, and all that sort of thing. So what are, you, what are your favourite game genres then? So what's, what do you like to play the most? Probably uh, first-person shooters and RTS-style games. First-person shooters mainly for the multiplayer aspect. It's just, it's just fun to, to own your mates, basically. So what are you playing at the moment then? 
What are your, what are your big plays? Oh, I haven't played many of the, the more recent ones. I played a fair bit of Call of Duty 4 and a little bit of 5, but I haven't played Modern Warfare 2. Oh, you see, Duke was going to love you for a second then, and now he's going to be going, what? I can hear him now. I can hear him now shouting. <laughs> so what was, what was the first video game you ever played? So what was the first video game you ever played? It may have been Dig Dug. Yeah, because I actually didn't play any video games until I was about eight because we sort of lived in the bush. And then when we moved into town and went to school and then all of a sudden my brother gave me a computer. and Yeah, so we played Dig Dug and Aqua Attack at school and Digger, I think it was called. Yeah, sorry, no, before Dig Dug there was Digger, which was a great fun game where you just dig underground and drop, like, drop rocks on the top of monsters. A bit like Boulder Dash, actually. Before we move on to your game, I will ask you my wife's question because she's asked me to ask you a question, you know, and it is pretty random, I have to say. Uh, what she wants to know is, is your great galah a real phrase used in Australia or is that just on home and away? That's, that's what she wants to know. <laughs> so, <Your> great galah. <laughs> so is that a commonly um, used phrase or not? It's n- <laughs> not anymore. It may have been used occasionally in the past um, and may still be used very rarely by the older generation, but no, basically no. <laughs> was it originally coined by Alf off Home and Away or was it uh, was it already around before that? Uh, no, I think it existed. I think I've heard I think I've heard it before. Yeah, very few people other than him would say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, there's, a, okay. there's a lot of old phrases like that. Let's let's talk a bit about your game. So we've got to know a little bit about you anyway and what sort of things you like. And, and that you're a PC gamer, you see, Chini's going to be... I know exactly what Chini's going to be saying. He's going to be telling you it's a, it's a dead format. But, you know, there's there's loads of people play Farmville on uh, Facebook. Can I ask, do you actually own a, a 360 then or not? Yeah, I, I own a 360. But you but you very rarely go on there, do you? Or do you, do you sort of play a lot in it or not so much really at all? Not a huge amount, No. Because I guess I have a busy life with work and a family and making indie games, um, it doesn't leave a lot of time for gaming. And so, you know, I buy the odd PC game like StarCraft 2 and a few other ones, but not many recently. And, yeah, Xbox games are unfortunately um, go by the wayside a bit. I think can I just ask you a, a quick question uh, based upon the region you're in? Because this, this always makes me curious. Like, how does it affect you as a mm-hmm. gamer? Being in Australia with the obvious censorship that Australia has on games. Ah, uh, yeah, it sucks. It sucks a lot. It's it's painful for the for the hardcore gamers who, and it's it's a slap in the face because you know you you feel like second class gamers, sort of thing. You know, you're getting the scraps, but at the same time, it doesn't affect me massively. But there's a I know that there's a whole lot of people who are very very annoyed about it, and yet that's the sort of whole reason that Microsoft actually don't have their indie games channel in Australia. You can't sell your own game to people in your own country. I can't buy my own game, no. God, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that's a, bit, uh, a bit ironic, yeah. That is pretty yeah. crazy. I mean, one of, one of the games we've seen that's supposedly coming up, um, which looks pretty cool, is, is a game called Privates. Have you, have you heard of this or seen it? Yeah, I've seen the trailer <laughs> for that, and it's great. It does look great, but I mean, that, there's there's some chance that's not going to come to Xbox at all, let alone into Australia, <laughs> I don't think. I think it probably wouldn't be even be allowed there. Oh, is that? Well, I mean, maybe it, it's it's sort of more the um, the gory stuff that they um, they like to censor. 
Yeah, so not too bothered. You see, you see, this is a difference. You see, in in the in the UK, you know, um, you know, sex is fine. You know, um, violence isn't mm-hmm. isn't too big. In in America, violence is fine. You know, you can have as much uh, blood and gore as you like, but sex is a big no no. You know, and they're not into the sex. And mm-hmm. and I guess it's similar similar yeah. in in Australia. You know, where the the gore isn't uh, really acceptable. Sex is fine. You know, <laughs> so it is quite interesting. In particular, violence and sex together are a really big no-no over here. So going to Square Off, which is which is your indie game, do you want to tell us a bit about the game and, and how you came about to make it, what you know inspired you to make that game? Okay, sure. Well, um, it's a funny story, really, because we didn't start out to make that game. We, we started out, we wanted to enter the Microsoft uh, Dream Build Play competition in 2009. And um, a guy and myself at work, we were talking about making games, and he always has lots of cool ideas. And so we started making a game which uh, was sort of quite similar, actually, to that Privates game. It was sort of a run-and-gun platformer-style shooter thing um, with with twin-stick sort of aiming and stuff. And um, then we, we got to about six weeks from the deadline and said, there's just no way we can possibly make this the game we want it to be for the competition. And so we sort of had, you know, a bit of a um, change of change of plan completely. And we threw away gravity and just said, right, we'll just fly. And we threw away all the graphics and we sort of used the same, similar sort of levels and just put very basic squares and circles. The squares were the players, the enemies were the circles. The circles keep coming at you and you shoot them and um, see how long you can last, basically. And we just sort of tweaked that and tried a few different things where you have thing, you know, other enemies flying around spawning the enemies just to change it up a bit. And um, once we thought we had something that was fun, basically fun and playable, we thought, all right, well, we'll turn that into a game. Basically, then it was just a case of making the graphics and polishing it up, basically. No, we've gotten this quite a bit on the... Uh on the on the podcast especially when we've done emails with developers on indie games and it's 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 been to our understanding that there's certain file size limits on the games well i i did come across an interesting what i guess would be considered kind of like a contradiction where your your game is actually uh, correct me if i'm wrong it is over 150 megabytes uh well yeah i guess it's yeah it depends where you measure it and that's the crux of the matter. It's a, sort of a common misconception, actually, because you create a pack file, what's called a CC game package, that you submit to Microsoft for your game, and then that particular file has to be below 50 megabytes. It uncompresses onto your Xbox. So they've got some great compression technology. So really, uh, it, it is compressed, that, that game is actually down to 50 megabytes? Yeah, it's about 45 Wow, yeah, that's amazing. Because I was wondering, because I, I, I was, we've been told so many times, if it's, if it's above this file size limit, you can't do it at eighty points. So when I saw the game at eighty points, I'm like, how did they manage that? And is there some rules or something we're not aware of? Well, that is interesting because that was yeah. definitely a question I wanted to ask because it, it, it seems like we we have gotten that quite a bit and and it has been pretty consistent. Because usually, I guess the compression isn't as good on most of these indie games when we look at them. So. You know, we can we can say when we look at a game that's 100 megabytes, we're like, okay, well, clearly he couldn't charge the you know 80 Microsoft points for this because he was over the limit. But now it seems like that's kind of a, a, a fuzzy logic kind of thing. 
Yeah, maybe he just didn't want to as well. You, you talked about making the game fun and playable and stuff like that, which I absolutely appreciate. And I can, I can totally tell because I've actually developed myself, which not too many people know. Um, so I, I know what it takes and, and how, how much of a pain in the ass it is to come up with, with control schemes and, and good formulas. And you keep going back and redoing it. And I felt mm. pretty comfortable with your control scheme. But I was wondering, did you guys try any alternatives for weapon selection? Because the button swapping is kind of an old format. And it's it's kind of a little bit tired. And it's it's sort of getting replaced with direction pads and weapon wheels and stuff like that. So was that a consideration for the weapons? Basically, yes. Um, we did consider the weapon wheel style control, and we did want to do that, but again, it was a time factor thing. And then, I guess maybe that was something we should have considered for the update, really. It probably was. The D-pad idea is actually a really good idea, and probably sh- we should have done, because it would be really yeah, easy. Yeah, because, I mean, you could just um, got five weapons, and you've got four directions, and at first that seems like a problem, but you're probably going to switch between your bomb and your pistol a lot. So you just do the pistol and the bomb on the same button, and that's a double press, and the rest of them are just single presses. And Yeah, but overall, it's it's such mm. a well-made game. It, it was really hard for me to find anything to criticize about it or even, like, you know, just dig into it. It was just It's just such a fun game. It's, it's, it's just very wonderfully put together and artfully as well, especially when you look at the graphics. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about the artist, actually? Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's... Basically, well, there's two artists. There's Scott Miller, who um, I work with, and he, he sort of comes up, well, with a lot of the ideas. He's a, um, and he drew the characters and, and, you know, came up with the original art style. He draws lots of funny-looking characters. He's a really good artist. And um, and there's also Adam Matera, who I also work with, and this is you know, really lucky that I work with these guys, and see them on a daily basis. but And Adam um, put in a, an incredible amount of work and built all the levels, basically, and, you know, sort of um, took on Scott's art style and, and ran with it and, and, you know, constructed and drew the levels. Is that and, where you get um, that weird hybrid yeah, so that, of the 3D and the 2D? Well, yeah, that was another thing, I guess, we sort of prototyped from the start. And the idea was that, um, well, these guys do 3D art on a you know that's their day job and so that was fairly easy for them and rather than you know if you want perspective scrolling elements um it's it's almost easier just to put it in 3d and um so that way you know you don't have to worry about scrolling things at different speeds you just move the camera and all the perspective works for you and so and then and then one you know we just put the the 2d characters on a plane planes sitting at zero and, and and made all the physics work in 2D and then and then that was it. Just sort of blended together by itself. So it is all 3D, just looks like 2D, I guess. The emotes, I <laughs> they're they're very funny, but uh did they did they originally serve any function or are they just there basically just makes people make people grin or laugh? because uh, you're using the three of the face buttons purely just to, you know, make your character yeah. uh, uh, and make little weird noises. Yeah, well, we, they were just an addition that we... Um, I mean, we, once we come up with the control scheme, we actually had no real use for those buttons, the, the face buttons. So we thought, well, we'll make them taunts. Um, and that's what they're meant to be, taunts. But So we sort of reused some of the animations for the face that were in the game and then recorded some funny voices and put effects on them and, and assigned them to those buttons. 
So yeah, no real purpose at all. Just just a bit of fun. Can I ask you? I mean, you were you were talking about time. Can you give us some idea of how long it took from you know coming up with the ideas and starting to actually finishing it and putting it up on on the indie game service? And so, how long did that take you to do? Basically, a year, maybe a little bit more. I mean, well, it depends with what what point you you know you start from, because I spent a lot of time mucking around and making the the framework to get it all all going together, and and then a lot of it was sort of chucked out and redone. And but if you start from if you start from when we said right, we're going to make um, this game now, we're getting rid of the the gravity and we're just going to have squares flying around shooting circles. Um, I guess that was probably more like six months to get it uh, released. But then I'd, there were, you know, there was pre-existing code that and um, and stuff that I'd been tinkering around with for about a year before that. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we should be able to pump out a similar sort of thing in six months again if we were to be um, to work pretty hard on it. Okay, I mean, pretty but. By pretty hard, I mean in our spare time. Yeah, I was going to say, taking that into account, though, what were you, what were the biggest challenges you faced when you were making the game? Then, so did you come to any points where you were struggling for whatever reason, or was it pretty smooth all the way? Um, I guess. Well, sometimes it was it was a struggle to to all agree on what we, what we were going to do, because we, um, particularly when we got to the point where. We had you knew we, you know we knew we had a fun game and we still didn't really know what the characters were going to be and what the story was going to be and so you know Scott had drawn some funny square shaped characters we just said no look that's it they're going to have to be squares we haven't got time to think of another idea let's make them squares and run with it it's funny it looks it looks cool it's a bit weird but it'll it'll do and so we we came up with a story that fitted that. Yeah, I mean, bearing that in mind, actually, one of the one of the uh, forum members asked, uh, uh, "What's wrong with triangles or hexagons?" That's, <laughs> that was his question. <laughs> uh, well, more lines to draw, <laughs> perhaps. Well, all, if we have a uh, sequel, we, we may actually feature the the, um, the triangles or the hexagons. The other question I've got for you is, what you know, obviously. When you were deciding where to where to publish the game or where to you know to put it and use obviously the X and A in the indie game uh, process, is, was there anything that surprised you about using the process? I.e., was it easy to use or was it more difficult than you was anticipating? Uh, well, I suppose we we were always going to go with that from the start. It, it sort of surprised us how easy it was to to get a, a game on onto the Xbox. Really, you know, the cross platform aspect of X and A, where you can make a game on the PC and the Xbox at the same time. So we, we always had a PC build running that we could play together at work or after work. And then I'd go home and make sure, you know, every every week I'd just run it on the Xbox and make sure it still worked, basically. And, and then at the end I had to do a big crunch of optimising for the Xbox because it was it has some other, you know, there's some some little niggly differences there that you do have to worry about. But essentially there weren't any real nasty surprises, no. I mean, what's interesting to me when we've when we've actually spoken to other developers on the end because we do obviously feature indie games and we're one of the few podcasts that I do that every week. And some of the other developers have said to us, it's it sort of that the indie games is quite a clicky thing, you know. That if you know other indie developers and get you know well in with them, then it's easier to get yours up on the service a lot quicker than if you just sort of appear. Have you found that? Have you found it's quite clicky? Right, the review process in particular, I think they're talking about. Sort of, it is, I guess, but it's based around community 
you know, being part of the community. Like if you're on the forums and um, reviewing other games and playtesting games and helping people out and answering questions on the forums, then you get a reputation and of, you know for being a good guy, and then that helps you out no end when you put your game in review because people go, oh, it's that guy. Oh, well, review his game straight away, sort of thing. And then it can go straight through, and, and it works, you know, conversely as well. If you, if you're clearly a, you know, a dick, then people yeah, won't won't treat you all that kindly on, in the review process. They might look, you know, specifically look for a way to, way to fail your game, which is what they're meant to do for any game anyway. Do you come across a few what you consider uh, dicks around the indie game forums? Then oh, there's probably a couple, not very many really. Uh, and there's a yeah, there's a few, a lot of noobs, you might say. There's a few funny ones, people who've released games that recently someone tried to release basically a tutorial that that's that, um, a, this pretty famous graphics guy has got a set of, called Reamers, got a set of tutorials on the web and someone had just taken one of his tutorials and without even changing the graphics and like tried to release it as a game to make money out of it. Uh, so he got burnt pretty quickly. Too many, no, there's most, mostly... Good. You're obviously your game, I and mean, we've, we've asked the other indie developers the same sort of question, but how do you feel about the promotion within Xbox and getting your game noticed? Because, you know, Quanrian, you know, luckily for us, does the job for us each week because he plays all of the games that he comes across and, you know, then lets us know what are the better ones, and that's what we review. But how, how, how do you find it, you know, getting your game noticed on there? It is hard work. I guess that the, the only thing is you have to have a good game. And luckily for us, when I think I can say that it's it's pretty good, we had a lot of good feedback about it. But I think that other than that, you also need to to spend some time marketing it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of well, basically none of the big sites will take much notice, you know, of of these indie games. And you know, the Xbox indie games, there's a big perception that they're by and large pretty crap, which you know, by and large, actually they are, unfortunately. So it is hard to get, you know, to change that perception. And hopefully, you know, hopefully our game's going a little way to, to helping to change that perception a bit. And there's definitely some other great games on there which are, I think, changing that perception slowly. Now, you're, uh, I'm going to abuse your authority a little bit here. What what game is uh, is not out on the indie game service that you're actually looking forward to seeing that's probably in peer review or you've seen in playtesting? Is there anything that's going to come out uh, that you can give us a heads up on that we should really keep an eye out for? Uh, yeah, there's this guy called um, Uber Geek Games. He's got a few games out. He's got a um, pretty cool one coming out, but he's making it for the Windows Phone 7 and for Xbox Live Indie Games. It's called a Bullet Asylum. It's called. It looks pretty insane. It's sort of um, Geometry Wars 2 sort of look, but in the old defend your base from incoming missiles style game. looks amazing. I don't know how well it plays because I haven't actually seen a playtest version of it out yet. just sort of seen videos and stuff. Other than that, the, the, the actually Scar Studios, the guy who made that, the, um, the one that everybody's heard of, the I Made a Game with Zombies, he's got a, a cool new one coming out called Zombies and Pterodactyls, something about pterodactyls. It's, it's a pretty cool game. It's, uh, uh, you might have seen ZP29K. Um, it's like, it's the sequel to that, basically, coming oh, out, that's, that's very cool. That was a very solid game, and it was one of the few games that actually had online on it and was at 80 points. Mm. I was going to say, I think what's interesting for me in the last few weeks has probably been the first game uh, that that we actually look at, you know, we're looking forward to on the indie games, which is Decay. We, we played the first part of that quite a while ago, then Decay Part 2 came out, 
in the last few weeks and we, we are actually anticipating decay part three because we enjoyed that game so much and it was really really well done i mean have you played that what do you think of it no to be honest i haven't played it um again showing my um foolishness really i mean i should be i should be keeping up on the competition a lot a lot better but um, I heard I heard you guys raving about it in the other uh, in a podcast recently, so um, I think I will look at it look it up quite soon. Although I mean, officially speaking, I can't look it up. So you can't actually buy it. Can you play it on the PC then, or, or can you not play any indie games that are on the indie games then? If I happen to see them in playtest or review, then yeah, I can play them the version that they've got up there. But yeah, I can't go and purchase. Oh them. God, I keep forgetting. Sorry about that. That's that's me being a bit daft because I keep forgetting that's right. that's... that you can't actually play or buy any indie games. <laughs> that's just crazy to me. That really is quite crazy. I have got a few more listener questions before we let you go. So, I Pete asks uh, this: uh, Do you actually make any money off the indie games? So that's that's his question. Of the 80 points, which translate rough, translates roughly to one US dollar, we get 70 cents. And having sold about exactly, but over 15,000 copies now, we do, you know, we get a bit. Right, so, that's, that's pretty yeah, good. It's it's good. I mean. If if your game sells well, you can do pretty well off the indie games, but the problem is so few actually sell well. Some of the top ones are just still raking it in in an incredible fashion. And the other side of the coin is a whole lot of indie developers release their games, which are actually sort of pretty decent games, and then they you know get a few hundred sales and then fall off the list, and then they get one or two sales a day for for you know months after that, and it's. It's pretty grim, really, for that. For those. So, people. how how do you think Microsoft could change the way the services run to make it easier for, you know, the good games to be recognised more often? There's one or two core things they could do, and that's to you. You obviously know how the lists work at the moment. If you could just have the lists pageable, so you get to number twenty and you look and look at the next page, the next twenty. I'm sure you guys would do that if you, you know, okay, here's the 20th most popular game on the indie section. I wonder wonder what number 21 is, 21 to 40 sort of thing. Just keep on paging back. And the same goes for the top rated. I think that would help a lot. Another suggestion I've seen that someone did on the forums was to have the, I think, the the genres of games, like the shooters and the role-playing games and stuff, to have those broken down into the same sort of best-selling and top-rated categories. So that's a pretty good idea. I think that could work well. That and if, well, any any extra sort of featuring on the dashboard that Microsoft does would be would be wonderful. I mean, I've seen there was some zombie games up there for a while and then they do sort of time of the year specific stuff like Halloween and Halloween-related games and Christmas-related games and stuff. You know, if they could more consistently show a selection of decent indie games on the on the main dashboard so people didn't just have to go through to the indie game section which i think that would help a lot yeah that makes sense because you know at least it would get them into the section even if they don't end up liking that game they'll they'll be into the indie games and uh yeah there's definitely more they could do with that and uh, what do you did you try destination arcade which is obviously for xbox live arcade but its applications seem a lot more practical for something like indie games which has over a thousand things to to sort through as opposed to a couple hundred on Xbox Live Arcade. No, actually, I haven't haven't, uh, looked at that. I was under the impression that it wasn't available. I thought, actually, 
for some reason, I didn't realize it was a, a downloadable application. Yeah. It, it lets you dig real down and into specific categories. Like you're talking uh, like big genres. This thing will cut, will chop down to like co-op, how many players are in co-op. It's, it's crazy how, uh, how far it can dig down. Yeah. And, uh, it seems like something like that is an absolute must for indie games, which have such a, a such a diversity, but they're also so saturated at this point that there's just no possible way that anybody buying their 360 now is going to bother looking through a thousand games. Like you said, they're just going to look at those top-rated games. I've got a couple more listener questions before we let you go. Uh, these are off uh, Jack Kimmel, and he says, uh, many games have sound effects that were gotten in weird ways uh, that most people would never believe from where they've come from. Uh, what would be the wackiest way you've ever gotten a sound effect for Square off? Uh, that would have to be those taunts, little voice taunts. We we we, we sat around a, a little recorder, the three of us, um, myself and the two um, artists, and and then just said, um, "All right, we're going to do four funny sounds and four sort of angry sounds, and then four happy sounds, and then we just sort of went around in a circle and did them really quickly." And uh, and we were just laughing our heads off the whole time. <laughs> so we, that, that was pretty weird. And they they were a, a one-off, um, and you just did them once. You didn't do them again. That was it. Sort of whatever you did the first time was what we hear now. Is that would that be right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, we had a few extra, so we pared them down to ones that sounded the most interesting. And then actually, um, I gave them off to our audio producer, actually Joel Taylor, the guy who did the music, and he um, added some nice effects to them. Which is fantastic, by the way. I just same, wanted to say that. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. He um, he also did the, the you know the um, mega kill, multi kill, devastation sounds, those effects too. He did a good job on those. And then also Jeremy Prestwood, who did the, he actually compiled all the other sound effects. And they say he sourced them and um, compiled them, which was brilliant as well. I think he did a good job too. So I'd have to ask him for how he came up with some wacky stuff. I think he actually, you know, got out his um, mic and and recorded some things like um, the dropped uh, something heavy on the ground, heavy metallic on the ground for the bomb bouncing and um, and that sort of thing. His other question is: is uh, uh, why didn't you add multiplayer Xbox Live support instead of just local? Yeah, I knew this question would come up. Basically, because it was too hard, and the reason it was too hard is because we didn't think of it from the start. And, well, it is it is just inherently hard. Because we were sort of cramming for a competition, we just made it work. And, and it's much easier to do. Do you think if you played on your 360 more and obviously played online and had, you would have maybe thought about it a bit more than the fact you're mainly a PC gamer, you know, or has that nothing to do with it? Possibly, but although, I mean, I do absolutely appreciate the value of multiplayer online gaming. I mean, I, you know, I'd love it. And I would love to have Square Off as a online multiplayer game but you might be right maybe I, I underestimated the the power of xbox live and the you know the community that there is there that said we we really would love to put it into a sequel so stay tuned well the final question is probably leads into that a little bit so what's what's your next project going to be have you got something in the pipeline have you got ideas or are you not willing to tell us no that's all right we we're sort of throwing around some ideas at the moment uh we've we want to make a, a game for the Windows phone that's coming out because it seems like a pretty cool uh, little gadget to have. So we're sort of thinking small at the moment, just something much smaller that we can churn out in a quicker time. And then, you know, once we've done that, we can, we can work on 
the bigger projects like perhaps the, the Square Off sequel. And so specifically, I mean, we've got a couple of ideas. One where, um, oh, maybe I shouldn't tell you. I haven't really discussed with the team. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. Yet, That's so. okay. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, ultimately, off the back of this, do you want to become a, a full retail title developer? Is that something you aspire to? Or are you just happy doing this as a hobby? Is it, Or is it something, you know, you want it to lead to something bigger? It's sort of a case of, you know, see where we can make it go. I mean, it, I don't really have any hard goals to, to definitely become a, you know, retail games bit maker. But um, that if we can, it would be great if it could become something more than a hobby. Yeah, so that that is the ultimate goal, I guess, to be... We still want to just be making indie games, but if some studio comes along and says we'll give you millions of dollars, you know, <laughs> to make so and so game, you never know. We'll see what we see what we do. Well, thank you very much for joining us this week on the show. And again, I mean, every time we talk to the indie developers, it does give us a little bit more of an insight into you know how it works and and what goes on. So I'd just like to say on behalf of the veteran gamers and all the listeners, thank you for joining us this week. Thank you very much. No, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it was uh, wonderful having you on, and uh, great being here as well. And uh, hearing all your your feedback firsthand, it's it's a it's a great game. Again, everybody check this out, and uh, yeah, I, I do not think you'll be disappointed. It's it's a really quality title. So, what did you think? What do you think? It's good. Yeah, it's very oh, interesting. Yeah, he's a cool guy, and he's from Perth. P to the E to the R T H. Done. Yeah. Done to that. Yeah, don't do that. that that's <laughs> more than enough of that. So. I'm showing respect for Australia. So there you no, go. it's cool. I especially like the parts about how he had, what do you say, he can't buy his own game? Yeah, can't buy Yep, there's no uh, indie games in, on Australian oh, Xbox Live. so crazy. Um, and it's due to the, because they're not rated. And because yeah. they're not rated, they're not allowed to, to put them on there. Yep. How that's mad, madness. how mad is that? Yeah, but, but in a way, they are rated. I mean, they're not rated, rated, but they are evaluated, and they have little indications of, you know, blank on violence, one out of three on violence, two out of three on violence. Couldn't they at least say, like, all the games that are zero out of three on violence are allowed in? Guess not. Who I knows? That's too complicated for the Australian government. Who knows? But yeah, it's quite. I was quite uh, surprised, and I've, I've got to give him a big shout out, not only for doing the interview, but. His internet at home went down, and he actually drove into his office at work oh, at, ni- at nine o'clock at night and opened up the office and, and actually went online on his work's computer when when nobody else was there. So there was just him in this huge office for sixty people sat in front of his PC doing the interview. Bless him. Yeah. So yes. big props. So big props. Yay! We appreciate that. So talking of props, uh, I guess we should do some shout-outs and and really get the hell out of here. Oh so, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah. So that's one of mine, anyways, to Aranda Morrison for being so kind as to you know come on the show and give us again another insight into the indie games and how they work. Because I, I think every time we talk to one of these developers, we learn something new. That's right. You know, so it's cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, I'll I'll come back to mine after, but but we'll go for yours. So Duke. Yes, I have several. Uh, first of all, th- shout out to Quanrian and Marcanix and everybody else who gave feedback on the new site design. I uh, put a lot of work into it, so I'm glad that people are finding it useful. And also, of course, uh, Stu and Chinny for uh, helping make the site awesome and uh, appreciating the what tag cloud. Yeah, what you do lots do? of things. You do. What you. Do? Um, do yeah, what, do, what does Chinny do again? Just remind me. What does he do exactly? <laughs> He's comic relief. Uh, yeah, I'm a bit worried about his surf as a guy because he's going to actually do stuff. And yeah, he's gonna that's have right. 
Because I don't do anything. Look better. <laughs> better. Yeah, yeah, look even look worse better. than you already do. Yeah. All right, my next shout-out is to Major Chavez, because he also read Metro 2033, and the Duchess also read Metro 2033. Yeah, that's right. Oh, we can hear in the background. <laughs> oh, all right. Calm that's down. Right. Oi, oi. You know all the po- yeah. No. Well, he, he, he kept getting stuck on the big words. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, that, I made that sound a lot when I was reading. Uh, my next shout out is to Skull Duggar's kid J Boy P for singing along with the sound effects on the podcast. I wonder if he sings along to this too. Oh come on, let's get down. Come on, everybody. Check me out. I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Because that's what I'm Sorry. I've just I've just thought what needs to go into gaming room one oh one. Forget yeah. it, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm gonna take Clap Trap. Claptrap is in there. Whatever. No way. Jesus. Uh, the net, actually, you know what? Um, I was just watching some zero punctuation vids, and he actually said that, uh, what was it? Something like, yeah, this character is obviously designed to be annoying, but that's the point. It's supposed to be hilarious. But you know what? Self-aware annoying is still annoying. There you go. Um, and my final uh, shout-out is to Super Nashwan because uh, he understood that I had never really heard the, um, what is it? The... Doctors of Time or whatever it was oh, called. Oh, Time Lords. Doctrine of Time. Yeah, Time Lords, right. And so he yeah. sent it along. And... So now I have that track, so cheers to him. Yeah, no, they'll, they'll just play a bit. It's cool. Just play a bit of it. Oh, you need cool. to play the bit with a Doctor Who, you know, oh, the Doctor Yeah, just play that bit, play that bit. You know Go what? On. You had this song, I had this song. We can all listen to it on our own. Yeah. I'm done with my shout-outs. Chinny, you're up. Uh, I will shout out God for not being real. Um, I know. <laughs> they, oh, uh, you just turned off all of our militant, uh, fundamentalist Christian uh, All five of them. Right, I will yeah. shout out. I tell you, actually, I know what you can do. I've got something. What? I think you need to do an apology to Alan Tang. That's what I think you should do. For, for dissing his game listing, him not finishing games, that's right. And upsetting him. And being yeah, all- I'm sorry for upsetting you, Alan. Because you sorry. don't play games. No, no, you've got to repeat after me. Alan no. Tang. Come on. No, Alan on. knows I'm just messing. No, come on. Come on, repeat after me. Alan all Tang. Right, okay. Alan Tang. I am very, very sorry. I am not very, very sorry. <laughs> for upsetting you. For upsetting you. Because you don't finish single-player games. Because you don't. You're not a true gamer. Right, I've done it. Um, okay, I will share it Steve Conger, right? Because on his on one of his podcasts, um, he because uh, he, he, he did like a kind of... Uh, uh, he did one for Critical Strike. Critical Strike is another podcast, but he put it on his thread. Anyway, Critical Strike is a podcast where they play kind of gaming music um and he did one and he said at the start right to close your eyes and listen to the songs now i I did that but the people on the bus that i was driving were a little bit upset (laughs) when i did it um not really that's a joke i don't drive a bus terrible that's a bob uh bob monkhouse joke yeah Uh, so i'll share it bob monkhouse he was fun wasn't he yeah, do you, do you know what my favourite Bob Monkhouse joke is? I've got, I have got a favourite Bob Monkhouse joke. He Go said, on. he said, um, I went round to the mother-in-laws to to have a meal. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, he said, and when she wasn't looking, I gave it to the dog under the table because he's such a bad cook. 
Yeah. yeah. And when I looked round, the dog was licking its ass to get the taste out of its mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very funny. Quick, oh. do another shout out, James. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, I'm just reading. I'm just reading Bumblecast. Uh, yeah, shout it to. Um, I haven't got any. I'm dying. I'm that's it. That's it. Just that's yeah. it. Just just finish there. Okay. I've got none. Okay. I'm sorry. That's it. Okay. No more. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm reading Bumblecast. Yeah. There you go. Uh, although we mentioned it, I will just like to again thank uh, Aranda for for doing the interview. That was cool, and Quanrian because what I didn't mention was I was at you know one o'clock my time, okay. Aranda was nine o'clock his time, right? And Quanrian was uh, five a.m. in the morning his time. Madness. Yeah. So there was a, a huge time difference between all three of us. And, yeah, we got together, did the interview. So I've got to thank everybody involved, especially Quamrian, for getting up at some ungodly hour to actually Amazing. do it. Yeah, dedication, that is. Um, so thank you for that. And also, yeah, uh, Alan Tang again. Alan Tang again. He's left us yeah. a review. He's left us a review on iTunes. It's really good. That's in the US, huh? Yeah, it's on the US. Shitty you want to find it then, huh? Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? So I please. have to go find it. Just give me a second, man. Hang on. <laughs> well, Dick's doing that. I'll read it about Monkey Shark. Go All on. Right. Oh, yeah. uh, I remember when Safe Sex was padded headboard. <laughs> safe Sex was what? Padded headboard. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. That's very good. good. Okay, let's see. Most recent review is from Tangy Tango Juice. Really fun and informative pot. Wait, wait, wait. I'm supposed to be reading it like a 15-year-old. It's supposed to be a bored 15-year-old. Is that what the one you were doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go. Uh, This is is like a really fun and informative podcast with everything you need on all aspects of gaming today. All three podcasters work really well together. And are a joy to listen to. Always great time and great unbiased reviews. Podcast is like a must for any gamer or something. I don't know. There you go. That was good. I like it. Yeah. That's horrible. I'm being so mean to the guy. He's I probably know. like a smart, cool kid. And we're being like, you're just like every other You know kid. he's a I smart, know you cool kid. You know he's a smart, cool kid. He's, he's listening to us three Absolutely. cool Absolutely. That's right. That's right, yeah, baby. Yeah. Def- well, yeah. Sorry, Tank. Dude, Alan, you're yeah. awesome. And thank you for the review. And uh, we appreciate it. And other people should also leave reviews. Yeah. We've got 12 now on the American one, but we need more. We need more. And, uh, yeah. There's more than 12 people in America, right? There is. There is. Well, only barely more. And there's more than 81 people in the UK, so get some more on there as well. Come on, let's have some more reviews. They're cool. We like reading them out as well. So you get a shout out, and you never know. People might actually, you know. And we make fun of you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you leave a review? (laughs) We can get Ginny to berate you if you like that sort of thing. I'll read your game tag and see what games you haven't finished. Yeah, we can do yeah. all of that stuff. What, what games you have finished? I'm like, dude, why have you played that? Let's do all of that stuff. <laughs> okay, and and on that note, we really need to get the hell out of here because I've got to get up at some ungodly hour tomorrow. So, uh, yeah, on that note, bye-bye. I'm not saying all, thanks for listening. I'm, I'm not saying my wife's a bad cook, but she uses a smoke alarm as a timer. Brilliant. Bob Brilliant. Brilliant. You can never unhear that, can you? <laughs>
<laughs> it's true, you really can't. Every time you listen to Mariah Carey, it's Kelly. Uh, well, you know what? I don't really listen to Mariah Carey a lot. So really? That's not no? really a problem. You're not oh, on Mariah's phone? Right, we're going. We're going. Stop talking about Mariah Carey. We're going. We're gone. Bye. Bye. I never knew Mariah Carey was black for years. I thought she was white. Won't you? Instead, sit in my home, watch TV. Oh.